It's the True Penny Show with your host James True Penny. Hello and welcome to the True Penny Show. My name is James True Penny. This is my show, and today we are back at the New Japan Road to uh, New Beginnings shows from Kurokan Hall because they were quite important this week due to the departure of one or two people. Um, and to join me is, well, let's, meet, let's be official, our New Japan correspondent, Christy. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm only the, the only one who wants to do it. Yeah, that that's like, basically it. It's to say, it's, it's, like, it's like Mar- Marcus is the Glate correspondent because he really enjoys watching Glate. So we may as well give the title to people who actually enjoy doing it. Not that I dis- disenjoy, unenjoy, dislike doing this. I enjoy watching New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's been good um, as of late, so it's been fun. So it's nice to have a chat and talk about the company I watch more than anything else, really. Apart from Glade. Yeah. Glade New Japan on a par at the moment. I'll but take this idol, though. It's, it's like go. Tanahashi as president. I'll, I'll take this one. <laughs> I don't think you have as much influence over New Japan wrestling as Tanahashi does, but you should, damn it. I should. Have you seen my storylines? Mm. <laughs> I, I've literally had people tell me you should write New Japan and I'm like are you sure like all the straight guys would just leave most of them you know, like okay, two most, left most of them <laughs> all of the toxic straight guys would leave yes I can get rid of them they're, they're, a bit, oh, they're all fairly useless all of these romance angles and all the wrestlers are wearing pink what's happening <laughs> did you know Pink used to be a boy colour for boys. I know. I keep telling people that. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was supposed to be a strong colour. And blue was weak, so that was for women. Yes. And then until a toy company had loads of pink. <laughs> yeah. So they marketed it at girls and hey presto. The same as engagement rings weren't a thing until the beginning of the 20th century when, um, I can't remember, it was one of the jewellery companies essentially just said, Hey, he should be giving you an engagement ring. Um, and then, you need to buy two rings instead of one. Yeah, so that was basically it. So originally, it's like an engagement ring should cost a month's wages, and it became it should cost three months' wages. And then it was kind of equated to like if you get engaged, hey, you have an investment, so you might be able to get pregnant, and if he leaves you, you will have something of value to raise the child with. God, because <laughs> that's all women are—is baby-making machines, apparently. I know. Yes, enough of this, this dangerous radical feminist chit-chat. Let us move on. <laughs> oh, God, at uh, the very start, how dare you? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, we normally wind into that kind of thing. Right? Yeah, usually you know, it takes us a while. Give you a false sense of security. This might be a wrestling podcast, but we're really a bunch of lefties that are trying to. <laughs> Persuade you along. That was that was that is still and my. And we fa- just lost a lot of new oh, listeners. I would uh, well, no. That is still my favorite. My still my absolute favorite comment we ever had on the show. If you look on our iTunes, you can see we have it's literally five stars or four stars all the way through it, except for one was two stars. So stop talking about politics and feminism, then we could go on talking about wrestling. It's like no guys. <laughs> Do you not realize no. politics is wrestling? A wrestling is way too much politics. It is, and you know there are some there are some great politicians who've been professional wrestlers and some shit ones. But let us get back to Kurokan Hall. The show opened with Katsuhiro Mirishima alongside Raisuki Takuchi. Yeah, you're you're skipping a, a a very important part of the show again. 
which one? What, I don't know. Master Watto and his. Oh nose. yeah, well that was in part of the show, but I was doing the match thing because it was kind of the the thing. I was going to say before that. <laughs> but we'll start with. Okay then, Master Watto. You, you cut away for a bit. Okay then, I'll, I'll start again. Master Watto did come out and announced, unfortunately, that he has torn his ACL and will be out for several months. Um, he was then attacked by Show um, um, because Show was the one who did the damage to him in the match, theoretically, but maybe angle orientated, um, who attacked Master Wato, who was saved by his tag team partner, Del Desperado, the current IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, as their friendship grows from frosty to lukewarm. Um, but he still doesn't want his mate getting his head kicked in. He may be annoying, but he's not that bad. <laughs> so um, that was that forward. But it is a genuine industry. We, of course, we hope Master Wato well. I hope you're back having a recovery as soon as possible. Uh, what's your thoughts on this? Well, my first thought was I was really confused whether this was an angle or not. Because he came out and I was like, oh, oh shit, he's angry. He's actually injured. And Charlton wasn't on commentary these shows because he's yeah. sick so we didn't get an instant translation so it was like what's happening and then show came out and basically kicked him in the leg and i was like oh this is an angle and then we got the actual translation and oh it's not an angle he's actually hurt never so, never waste a good injury <laughs> yeah, i guess so uh and also made me think about the last podcast we did because he was limping at the end, and I was like, oh, that's totally an angle to explain why he's losing to show. But no, he was actually really, really injured. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's going to be out for like six, seven, eight months. Yeah. Um, and also, it made me feel so bad for him. Obviously, the injury, and it's going to hurt like crazy because ACL tears aren't fun. But also, he, he's finally in something really good that's making people like him he's in an angle with Desperado who's champion and really over and people are interested in him and then he get gets injured and he's going to be away for seven months uh, alternatively this does give him a chance to develop away from the bright lights if you see what I mean um, he can work on things that, yeah. you know, he has he has the opportunity to develop his character a lot more. And I hope and he it, does. Maybe. Yeah. And it, it would be like, oh, look, he's coming back. Yay, Iwato is back. It'll put some interest in it and people will be happy to see him again. Yeah. It's just, it, it felt like it, things were changing for him. No, yes. so I just I just had to listen, well not listen, read Kevin Kelly just absolutely murder him on Twitter. <laughs> and then the day after he gets injured, and I'm like, Wato doesn't deserve this. No. No, he doesn't. No anyway, does, that, really. that was the 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 Wato. <laughs> okay. Poor so guy. Let's move on to Kazuya Murashima and Rasuki Taguchi being defeated, or defeating rather, Shimakato and Yo in eight minutes and thirteen seconds. It is all right, young boys. I like Marishima and Kato. They go very fast and they try very hard, as as a lot of young boys. They're not at the let's slow down and present ourselves properly stage yet. So there's still a lot of youthful enthusiasm, and them haircuts are awful short. <laughs> yeah, very short. And this was fun. 
Uh, what's your thoughts on this? Um, my first comment is poor Kato having to deal with Taguchi <laughs> in like his third match ever. Yeah. And then in his fourth, he's with Yano. So it's like this this seems unfair somehow. Yeah. <laughs> in a funny way. I mean <laughs> and mm. I, I get why it's these guys. It's just imagine being at work and your third real big thing is with a guy like Suguchi, I I'd be terrified. Yeah, there's not a lot to be said, is there really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the match, uh, Morishima winning again. Yeah. Possibly on seniority, I would think more than anything else. Maybe, but then we have the next show, so maybe not. Mm, maybe so. Maybe so. Um. Mm. And at the end, Yo was offering to carry Kato to the back, and Kato refused, which is already shown some personality, which I like. Mm-hmm. Like, that's no, nice. I, I won't be carried back to the uh, to the back. Yeah, that's good. I'll Possibly do it on my own. In the old days, he would have got beaten up for that, so it's probably very sensible. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't in think Yo would in... do that, though. No. In my day. <laughs> when I was a young lion. That actually happened to Minoru Suzuki, who tore seven shades of shit out of Antonio Inoki in one of his first matches and got Aww. the shit kicked out of him because he, and his argument was, if I don't go hard on the big on the boss, he's not going to push me later, is he? I've got to show that I've got to try. Perhaps like trying to break his arm was a step too far. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. So that's how he makes friends these days. Yes, these days. Yes, as he tried indeed to break Adam Copeland's arm uh, on Dynamite last night. Fujiwari armbar, but of course Fujiwara just calls it an armbar. Um, but yeah, he was. He does. He, he does. Uh, Yoshi, he we, br- br- cracked out the Yoshi, Yoshiaki Fujiwara armbar, um, and yeah, it it was good. I they mm, I was just talking about this off air, but yeah, there is an issue with guys who have worked in completely different systems their entire lives and perhaps haven't watched enough video of each other to try and figure out what they can do with one another, and both of them should have known better. But there were some cool spots in it, and, it, and the crowd were really into it. There was a holy shit chant. Yeah, and that kind of match, that kind yeah. of match is mostly for the fact that it's cool anyway. Yeah, exactly. I did have an argument this week with about it. Someone was saying, like, who's this vanilla midget I've never heard of? And it's like, it's <laughs> Minoru freaking Suzuki. You ignorant yeah, swag. That's always going to happen. I mean, some of them are le- le- legitimately ignorant, and then there's guys who just want to piss you off so they'll say anything that was pretty much it he kept saying he wasn't um uh he kept saying he wasn't a troll but quite clearly he was and there was a brilliant quote from Minoru suzuki towards those kind of peoples it's which says times change in wrestling just like anything i don't have any time for comment on that or to piss and moan about it complain and you're just one of those useless old men yelling at clouds <laughs> he's aware <laughs> of the yelling at clouds <laughs> He's so, so true. Right, let's move on. United Empire, Callum Newman, Francesco Acker, Great Okan, Henry, DJP slash Aswan, uh, defeated Bullet Club War Dogs, Alice Coughlin, Clark Connors, David Finley, Drill Maloney, and Gabe Kidd, 11 minutes and 34 seconds. This was far superior to the last match these five, these 10 had, because it wasn't a sport fest. There was a bit of story going on. I don't think it was as good as the one the following night, which had a lot more story going on, but they, they actually tried to kind of portray something in this match rather than just go, hey, you do that thing you do and we'll do that thing we do and then you do that thing we do and then, yeah. 
so this was this worked out well i enjoyed it what did you think of this um it was okay i'm, I'm still not into most of these people but the <laughs> with good reason let's be honest yeah yeah I, I'm, I'm trying to like them more not tjp and henare um hmm. but the guys who haven't done anything <laughs> i'm trying yes. i'm trying to give them some time and some attention and get into them i tell you um, what I, I gabe kids deceptively large because like yeah. i i kind of see and loud as, yeah i kind of see him as like 230 pounds just above junior heavyweight and then he stepped up to hanare who i consider to be a big guy and he kind of dwarfed him and i'm like oh no you are very big sir <laughs> yeah hanare is broad not so yeah. much tall yes mr 5v5 as um Asanali Bay used to be known in British wrestling rooms in the yeah. 1950s and 60s. But yeah, um, yeah. But it was, yeah, it's a street fight. This is kind of winding up to a cage match, so it's got to be kind of a bit rough and ready, isn't it? And it was. Mm. And um, Akira was very over. Yes, he is. For the crowd, so. which mm -hmm. is going to, I'm, I'll reference it in the next show, but mm. that was interesting to me. He's very over. Yes. TJP is not oh no. to the same degree. Funnily enough, no. He did so. announce this week he's considered considering joining to heavyweight. Yeah, <sighs> I know. Good God. My response to that was, what's he going to do, lose quicker? But there we go. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up was Bullet Club. Chase Owens, Genter, and Taiji Ishimori with a win over El Fantasmo, Hikaleo, and Jado in 9 minutes and 32 seconds when Taiji Ishimori got a sneak win over Jado. I'm not being funny, but you can use your finisher on Jado. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the mobility of a tree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love the guy. I really do. And for his services to professional wrestling and everything. But that's why he's there. <laughs> True. So I think, you <laughs> and know. To hit I, people with kendo sticks. Yeah, I think, you know, I think you can afford the loss to a bloody cross every once in a while, you know, because, yeah, just because you work for the front office doesn't mean you should be able to not get pinned straight. But it, it was a massive improvement on the super, on the NJPW strong tag team match of a couple of well, last week, which was borderline painful was this one actually flowed as Kenter and Chase Owens appear to have worked together that perhaps they have talked since <laughs> maybe can we be a bit less shit please <laughs> so yes any thoughts uh yeah ELP mm -hmm. again um there there were there was a moment at the very beginning where he was telling fans to turn their signs over because they had it the wrong way around which made me remember um, years ago, I went to Rep Pro and mm -hmm. Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. and El Desperado were there yeah. at Suzuki Goon. Mm -hmm. And I remember one fan had a towel, a Suzuki Goon towel, and Desperado was like, dude, that's the wrong way around. <laughs> turn it, turn it upside down. Yeah, like that. And that's one of my favorite memories from that would, show. Would ELP be on that show? He would have maybe. I, no, would have been. he wasn't. No, no he did because he did do a big him. ref pro run before he came to New Japan. So I was no. just wondering. Yeah. I think I would have remembered him. Yes, he is. He but, does stand out. He's a tall yeah. gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a face then, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. I would, um, I would have remembered him. I think. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that that made me think about this. 
And I think fans are now going to do it on purpose on <laughs> the next match she's in. <laughs> like, oops, that, that was purely accidental. I'm so sorry. Yeah, there you go. Just Any thoughts on attention? the match? Or? Any thoughts on the match or just like it happened? <laughs> um, I, I'm looking at my notes. It's mostly just yeah. fluff. Like <laughs> Taiji pointing at his watch. I guess. I'm sorry, Taiji. <laughs> we have all the time in the world because an entire match had to be scrapped. So yeah. they're going to be silly. True. That's that's true. There you go. And I I I do want to mention uh, Hikuleo mm. because I I'm he's growing on me. Mm-hmm. And he's very tall, so that that's. He has a lot of. He had a lot of growing to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I was listening this morning to the Wrestle Kingdom preview that We Work Stiff did. I know yeah. I'm behind usually, but it's just something to do while I cycle to work. And they had an interview with ELP and Hikuleo, and he, Hikuleo really spoke to me in a way because he seems kind of introverted. But he has to deal with an extrovert at all times. Yeah. So that's it's not not a, a snub on anyone. I I actually think it works really well, and he seems to really like ELP. Yeah. But it, it just made me like him more, and he seems to really understand what his role is. But also that as a big guy, he has to work outside the constraints that most big guys have. Mm. And I think matches like this show that he understands that he gets that and he's starting to become less afraid to be silly yeah i think this i think this is the thing is like this kind there is kind of a lex kind of big man stuff that big men have to do Mm -hmm. and he could get lost in that and he's never going to stand out you know if you look at the two big guys in new japan You've mm. got Fale and you've got Archer. Yeah. I would like Hikuleo to become an Archer, not yeah. a Fale. Yeah. And Archer can still be a badass, but have fun with Zack saying. Yeah. Yeah. It can yeah. be. It, there's no either or. No. It's, 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 even yeah. though some people like to think that if a wrestler is funny or weird, then suddenly they're less badass. That's not true. No, I, I, I think the, the, the absolute blueprint for big men in wrestling is Andre the Giant. And, you know, mm. he really had three phases to his career. In his early career, he was a proper technical wrestler. He could go. And then when he got to North America, Vince McMahon Sr. got hold of him and started promoting him because the promoters who had him didn't know what to do with him. And he was like, don't do so much stuff. Calm down. Don't wrestle so much. You don't need to. You're massive. <laughs> that's you. That's you. And then when he went to Japan, he had this run as a heel that no one knew about, which allowed him to wrestle more because, you know, he was a heel and he had to have some chops. And then all of a sudden, when he turns heel on Hulk Hogan, he's got that ability to work as a heel, make all that money, draw those massive crowds. And I think that's Hikaleo's kind of blueprint. You know, Andre wasn't always the nice, kindly Andre the Giant. He had facets to him. He, You watch Andre the Giant in Japan in 1979, and they watch him in New York in 1979, and it's literally like two different wrestlers because he could turn it on and turn it off whenever he wanted to. He was yeah. absolutely a wrestling genius. And Hikaleo could be one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, and he also mentioned that he was kind of stuck being a heel in his head as well. Like yeah. What 
that in the very beginning he he was still doing the heel things because he was so used to it. So yeah. I think this run is very good for him. Yeah, it, it rubs off on him, especially with a guy like Jado who's been around and seen everything and done everything, and Phantasmo who's that extrovert kind of character. You know, it and apparently me. really creative as well. Yeah, I, it, it reminds me of Foo Fighters because um, I can't remember the name based player of the Foo Fighters, but he's a real introvert. He's just a real quiet guy who was kind of in this band in Seattle. And then when that band split up, Dave Grohl asked him to be in Foo Fighters and it was supposed to be like this nice little club band that would do $500 a night and, you know, never really get anywhere and they end up being the biggest band in the world. Mm. <laughs> and he doesn't really like being in the biggest band in the world to an extent, but... You know, and he was he he was kind of like he he just he's still in the band even though you know he's like he's kind of the opposite of Dave Grohl because Dave needs him to keep him centered, you know, to keep him. There's a lot more people to bounce off of in Foo Fighters now because Chris Shiflett's fairly extroverted and so some um, the guitar player's name I can't remember Patchmere, he's fairly integrated, he's fairly extroverted as well. So there's a lot more room to bounce around. But you kind of like you need, you need people if you're in a group situation, being a creative group situation, you do need people like that. Um, you know, as I have been in the extroverted many bands that I've been in down the years, it's nicer to have introverted people to work with just to stop me from going, hey, why don't we do this? Because they go, because that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Anyway, let us move on. The Mighty Don't Kneel, because Safe Fujita, Mikey Nichols, Shane Houston, Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Chaos, Roshi Tanahashi, Tomiyaki Homa, Kazuchika Kada, and Tomiro Ishii. 13 That's minutes not and really chaos, seconds. though. No, it was wrong. Well, right. it, was, it was an amalgam <laughs> of Chaos, GBH, and um, Hontai. Arguably all the same kind of thing these days. Because <laughs> Chaos came the good from guys, GBH. Yeah. Supposedly. Well, GBH. Though, though TMDK are also good guys. Yeah, GBH would never never really officially turn face. It's just everyone stopped worrying about them because there was only two of them left. Well, Han <laughs> never going to be a good guy. So No, he's not. Not really. Maccabe kind of wasn't really a good guy. He just kind of like swore less. <laughs> and then Chaos became good guys because they, were, they had too many members who were really popular. <laughs> so, you know, what can you do? Hey, well, we could turn them all, we could, we could turn them all face and just Send you Joe off to Bullet Club and it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, so, um, but this was a fun match and uh, ineb- somewhat inevitably the Mighty Don't Neil won it um, to set up the Never Open Weight Six Man Tag Team Championship match the following night. And by God, Kazuchika Kada is not like Kazuchika <laughs> at all. And he showed. But or maybe Fujita he likes him like- a lot and this is a way of showing it. I think, yeah, the following night it played out, but it was just like, I'm having you, and he gave him a scurfing to start with, but Fujita wasn't having it, and he didn't back down, and that's absolutely awesome to see. And it was wonderful. A wonderful piece of wrestling storytelling, and a really great tag team match, really. What did you think of this one? <laughs> well, first of all, Hinari joined commentary at this point. Yes. And I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> he is, like, I don't like the guy, because of what he yes. believes in. But he also won't shut the fuck up. No, he could do with just less of him, to be honest. But then again, like, are you going to argue? <laughs> no, and that's also the thing. Like Walker Stewart is never going to say no to him. No. Or try to take over or anything like that because he's new. No. So 
I mean, I, I mean, I think, I mean, it's partly Henry has to learn to not talk so much because it's television. Mm. I think some of the things he said were pertinent, and like, his, I don't, I don't think he stood out on commentary in a bad way. Um, you know, apart from us disliking him because of his personality, but I think, you know, as a commentator, he wasn't bad, but he just needs to talk less. I think is his biggest issue. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's also because because Chris is not there, and normally it's split into three. Yeah, and now it's split into two, so it it stands out more. Yeah, I think that's the issue. Is like you know, I mean, Arch is the best guy for commentary that they've had out. The wrestlers and Chase actually isn't a bad commentator because he doesn't talk constantly. He'll make a comment on what he sees and let the other two talk he actually has got a brain for that whereas henry still just just talking too much really it's tv mm. we don't have to be you're here to tell us you're here to tell us the flavor of what's going on what you've heard in the back those kind of things yeah to sell the story and not yourself yeah, yeah. which is something chase got pretty much instantly but then again also chase had kevin kelly coaching him through it a much more experienced commentator um if you see what i mean Whereas I, do Henry, think I don't Walker think Henry's did well though. Yeah, I think Henry's not done. I'm trying to think, of, Henry's come into commentating with Chris Jarl more than he has with anybody else. I don't think I can't remember him doing it with Kelly. So he maybe hasn't had that experience. And Chris Jarl kind of like learning how to be a play-by-play guy as he went. So we had an awful lot to. That's probably relief to have somebody to talk to. To be honest with you. So yeah, I think I think he could get better at it if he just stopped talking some more. Yeah, uh, uh, and then the match. <laughs> yes, yes. I also get distracted wrestling. by stuff before the match. Um, <laughs> Okada Fujita is just great, and that's that's what makes this kind of sad. Because mm. it would have been great to see an actual feud, but then again, this was never going to be a feud normally. Like no. Okada's not going to wrestle a junior no. for one. Or feud with a junior, uh, especially a, a junior who is still kind of a young lion in many ways. So that was not wasn't going to happen. But I'm just so sad to see this because Fujita annoying the fuck out of Okada is just hilarious, and I would have liked to see it happen for like at least a couple of weeks instead of two weeks. <laughs> um, also because I think Fujita's learning from Okada a lot. Yeah just the look on his face like the cool cocky guy i think fujita's made for that kind of role so i think he, he he's learning from okada as he's wrestling him mm, absolutely definitely and it's it's yeah he's fuji is the one you know it's minoru suzuki's 30th anniversary this year when he came out of the new japan dojo he was his tagline, and it still is to this day the special one. And Fujita is kind of like that role. You know, he's he is special. He's got everything. And I think, you know, he's he's I'm not sure if he can be as big as Hiromo is, but he's got that kind of potential as a junior heavyweight in the same way that um Otani was not a particularly colourful character guy presence and hardcore and skill and just 
a badass in a small package. He's one of those guys. You know, it, we, I mean, we, we talk a lot about Narita's kind of like relationship with um, oh, Shibata, but people forget that Shibata was really based on Otani. <laughs> you know, Shibata wasn't necessarily an original. Otani had done it 20 years before, and I see that kind of lineage going there. If you see what I mean, because he absorbs mm-hmm. stuff. And if you watch Minoru Suzuki wrestle, it's not Minoru Suzuki, um, Minoru Tanaka wrestle now. He's a guy who can wrestle straight up shoot style. He's the director of the shoot division in Clayton UWF. He can wrestle lucha. He can wrestle traditional junior heavyweight mat wrestling, the whole nine yards. And Fujita's one of those guys. And I see that kind of lineage. That I see a long career of doing very cool stuff for Fujita. Um, and yeah, you're right. To see him as the upstart up against Okada in this kind of environment, and they're more or less equals because Nichols, Haste, and Vegeta have been on a roll as a six-man tag team. You know that was that's that's been awesome. We'll probably talk about that more in the semi-main event of the following yeah. night. Yeah, <laughs> you mentioned Hiromu. I, I see Fujita more as a Despi when, when yeah. you compare yeah. him to the top guys. Um. He's he's not introverted, but he's stoic, more stoic, mm. more c- c- cool. Yeah. Hiromu's can be cool, but w- w- when <laughs> when he get gets emotional, he loses his shit, and he's no longer cool. And we see that in the <laughs> yes. next show as well. <laughs> yes, we do. I think this uh, is uh, yeah. Carry on. Sorry, I'm not introverted. No, and 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 I don't see Fujita doing that. I see Fujita if he gets angry, he's not going to throw a tantrum. He's going to get mad and yeah. hit people so i've seen more of a despy in him than an uh hiromu i think fujita's as well is hiromu transcends pro wrestling you know you look at the publicity stuff he goes and does which is something despy would never do well not necessarily but i despy, don't know he, he, might, he might more likely to do now but you know yeah. like hiromu wrestled he, he does a dinosaur this now. summer <laughs> yeah hiromu, he, he, he's on like newspapers and yeah, Stop now. He's, start, he's starting to transcend the industry, possibly just because he's that cool. Um, he is. Yeah, I've always said he is. I know. We, yeah, I know you are. What I'm saying is, I think well, maybe Fujita can transcend the industry in that way, but he is that guy. He is the special one for this. I generation. mean, if he's already like this at 21, mm. he has the time. And if New Japan actually pushes him, this is the thing, though, and. As Kelly's been talking about this week, and I kind of agree to an extent, but also disagree, is New Japan's unfortunate issue with pushing junior heavyweights, only as far as junior heavyweights, when Fujita isn't big enough yet, but he possibly could wrestle heavyweight. Desperado could wrestle heavyweight easily. We've seen him do it, and Hiromu can as well. But it's whether they would push someone like that, even though he's a smaller frame outside of the junior heavyweight division. Because yeah. the, the, unfortunately, because of the way they've split the divisions, the heavyweights always have the perception of being the bigger thing. I know Hiromu and Despi are trying to break that. And actually, Despi's done an awful lot of work on these two shows to show that he's the equal of the heavyweights. So yeah, but yeah. That's, that's a problem created by New Japan, though. Oh, why? And they, they could fix it. If they gave the juniors at least similar attention as it's, they do the heavyweights, yeah. it, it's been a problem for forty years. It is, and and, and I, I just really, I kind of dislike this idea that 
the heavyweights are the be all end all. And if oh, yeah. you want to be a successful junior, then you have to make a bid for the heavyweights. Yeah, no, like ev doesn't... everyone's talking about, oh, Desperado should go heavyweight. Oh, Hiroko should go heavyweight. Why? Yeah. And especially, and I've said this on Twitter before, if you take, let's say we take uh, Desperado heavyweight, you're going to ruin what makes Desperado Desperado because he's not going to be the imposing one. He's yeah. going to be the small guy. He mm -hmm. won't be able to do the stuff he does in the juniors. And he definitely won't be as successful because there's no way they're going to put Desperado over their top heavyweights. No. So you're just going to lessen him when he can be the best in the junior division. And there is only one guy who's elevated himself from the junior heavyweight division in 50 years, may I add, 50 years, who became an absolute top level legend heavyweight. And that's Tatsumi Fujinami, one guy in 50 years. Yeah. Osprey did okay. Osprey did okay, but Jushin Thunder Liger, the greatest junior heavyweight of all time, there is no argument about that. Drew bigger houses than anybody else, won more titles than anybody else, had more great matches than anybody else, couldn't cut it as a heavyweight because of this package. It's hard work to do. You know, it's, yeah, and, it's, it's, and it's, it's, if you just pay more attention to the juniors, they can yeah. do what you want them to do, yeah. but in the junior division. Yeah, and it, and and uh, markets that have done that have done incredibly well. If you're looking at it from a business point of view, I don't tend to look at it from a business point of view, but a big draw in the 1960s in the UK was Les Kellett, a light heavyweight. A big draw in the 80s in the UK was Mark Rollerball Rocco, a middle heavyweight, and Marty Jones, a middle, uh, sorry, heavy middleweight, and Marty Jones, a middle heavyweight. Johnny Saint was one of the biggest draws in the UK, a lightweight. You can do the job and make the money just by rearranging a few things. Yeah, <laughs> and um, a couple of, like yesterday, I saw that Hiromi won an MVP award in Japan. Mm. So you don't need him to be a heavyweight. No. He's already don't. outdoing Naito yeah. in one pole, let's, let's be honest, in one pole. But <laughs> if you remove Hiromu and Despi from the junior division, you're going to completely destroy that division which they've taken a long time to build. And Hero doesn't want to go heavyweight. That's another point. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and the, the, I was going to say, the, the, just, there is also, this is the same argument that women don't draw, but just in yeah. a different way. Yeah, women don't draw because you don't give them the opportunities. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, no, women have drawn. Women have drawn in the past. Women will draw in the future. Women can draw now. It's just how you present them. One of the most talked about things every week is Tony Storm. And all she did was do black and white vignettes and wear red lipstick. <laughs> you know, and it's like, so you can do it. It's again, it's not that hard. Just come up with something different to present them as. We've gone on a big philosophical tangent again. We should probably get on with some. Yeah, but, but I fully <laughs> believe that if they give Fujita the push, he mm. could be desperado, and he could be desperado in his 20s and not his mm. 30s, 40s. Mm. And then you have a lot of, lot more time to develop. Yeah, exactly. Right then, shall we move on? Uh, yeah. Okay. Ah, Sorry, well. I had to check my notes. <laughs> House of Torture, <laughs> Evil, Renarita, Yujiro Takahashi with Dick Togo, defeat Shota Umino, Tama Tonga, and Togi Makie in 10 minutes and 17 seconds. 
it was all right actually this um as as house of torture matches go it was house of torture and i know a lot i say about it i don't like these matches but what i do like is the blow-offs you get on the big nights like this like the main event was like this but it was much well worthwhile this is the pain you go through to get the blow off so i was if we had if we if we got the main event i thought we was going to get i was happy for this match to happen it's the house shows and the world tag league matches and, <laughs> and the new japan cup matches where this happens and you're like oh god i've got to wait three weeks for this to be blown off and that's that's what causes me problems so i had less of an issue with this because i knew we was going to get a couple of really good main events out of it out of the 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 usual shenanigans. Does that make sense? Mm, it does. It's it's like an episode of a like it's it's like soap opera wrestling for me, which is not my favorite thing. And at least we get to the blow off. That was the key thing. It, it's it's easier to get through something you don't like if you know there's Come something on the other end. Yeah, there's there's there's. The, to be blunt, I'm not not being funny. As much as I love Uncle Nobu, he's not winning the IWGP GWA Championship off Desperado on the first defense. Ain't happening. So I knew something cool would happen in the main event. And sometimes wrestling, it should be like that. It should be predictable because you get what you say on the tin and therefore you go by it because you know what will happen. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I don't buy Will Ferrell movies. I don't watch Will Ferrell movies for their wonderful, touching, dramatic content, do I? <laughs> so you know anywho what did you think of this um my first comment is that i thought it was really interesting how much people are dissing shota in in universe mm. for example uh naito did an interview where he said that shota smells like tanahashi which I thought was an interesting comment. Um, I th- he, I think he meant it like he's too similar to Tanahashi, but I li- I just imagined Naito like sniffing Shota, and he's like, oh, I know that smell. <laughs> I've wrestled that guy before. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. And he said it's too much like Tanahashi. Um, eventually, he's going to hit a brick wall doing this and stuff like that. And then Hanare on commentary was also very anti-Shota. A very heel commentary. Um, I have the quote here, what he said. When your dad works in the office, you get everything handed to you on a silver platter. <laughs> yeah. And on the one hand, I'm like, that. it's good because you're going to make Shota more of a baby face and make people feel sorry for you. On the other hand, I'm like, aren't United Empire supposed to be good guys now? Kind of? Not really. No, I thought they were nah, very popular. They're popular. And they're in a feud with and they're guys. in a feud with Bullet Club where they're the face. Yeah, that that's true. But it's all relative. It's like I suppose so. It's face and heel is a spectrum in New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> I, I do wonder if this is Hanare's real thoughts. That yes, would be funny. I would think I, so. I, I think it's just like let the mask has slipped and the monster is out kind of deal. Um, well, like, I, I think... hope I hope you're really bitter about this. I hope it ruins your day. <laughs> but it's just like, dude, I'm not being funny. You, you, you're a passably good wrestler, and he's got charisma burning out of his fingertips in comparison to you. So you know, <laughs> I'm like, you, 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 you're all right. <laughs> 
yeah I, I, do, I do think i do think it works though it, it works to make shota more of a likable guy yeah because if you're if you're not careful then the guy pushed to the moon is going to rub people the wrong way scened if you will yeah Roman which is, which, yes, which is a which is a problem that both Naito and Nakamura faced in their careers. Mm-hmm. Um, it can even even that it can be an issue. Even Japan is like you know Naito's entire existence is based around the fact that he had the personality of wet cardboard as a babyface. Um, yeah. So yeah, which didn't and, help. And, and Naito knows that. So yeah. Naito taking the time to focus on Shota, like he he talked about Suji as well, obviously. And he made a, he had a dig at Narita and Yuamura for mm. not even having anything. And it's like at least Shota is standing out to me for the wrong reasons, but at least he's standing <laughs> out. <laughs> so, but I think that's that's smart to have yeah. someone like Naito take a shot at you. Like there's no reason why he's doing it because there's no feud going on between them. No, there isn't going to be a feud in the near future between them. No. But it sets on seeds, you know, like a year from now, if they if they do Shota and Naito, you can say, well, Shota remembers those comments and he's they, going to well, show him that he's wrong. Naito is the reason Shota became a wrestler. Yeah. You know, yeah. And they've had one match. And <laughs> yeah. the, the build story on that, you know, that, that's the thing. It's like, you know, the, the New Japan's is always the first match. And then, you know, you're building stuff on that storyline because... Single matches are so few and far between that mm-hmm. you know it, it, that's one thing that helps the story. And one thing that I don't get about American wrestling is there's always such a like a perturbance about multi-man tag matches. And it's like yeah, but it protects everybody. Yeah, and you it, get you it get it the creates... flavor of the yeah, you get the flavor of the thing, and then you get the thing. And it creates possibility. Like yeah. for example, if there's a multi-man match and some guy accidentally hits someone in the head and gives him a bloody nose. Yeah. That's a reason to start a feud. Yeah. Or you can out of, out of nothing. Have, you can genuinely have beatdowns that work properly because you've got yeah. the numbers to do it out there and it's, it's much more feasible. I mean, yeah, there's ways and means with the, this particular formula. I know it's not to everybody's taste, but, you know, some of the best matches I saw last year in Morning on Tag matches. But there you go. Just on my voices of wrestling, top 10 wrestling matches, by the way, it's. Um, it, they're out there. The results are coming out thick and fast. We're the top 25. You're going to give my... me a spoiler? Uh, well, my number one was outside the top 100s. <laughs> it doesn't have to be the number one. Can you give me one match that was in it? One match that you will have seen that was on it. Yeah. Um, uh, it was um, Dream Team versus United Empire from Road to Wrestle Kingdom last year. Ah, okay, it was yeah. one of my top 10 matches because it was it was just great. Just like, it's a proper wrestling match. And especially because it was Ishii did most of the work in that match because <laughs> Akada, and, Akada and Tanahashi had like assignments for Wrestle Kingdom. So they obviously weren't going to kill themselves. So Ishii, well, I'm just in the battle royal. Let's give this a go, lads. And tore the house down. And made Henry look like a million dollars in the process. <laughs> it's like... You know, that's what Ishii's for. That's what he's there for. He's there to make everybody else look absolutely fantastic. It'll be a sad day when he retires. It doesn't look like he's going to retire anytime soon. But even that, he's like the Ishii had last year was all talking about, well, that's him done. He's not going to do G1 anymore. And then goes and has like all these blinders in the G1 again and gets a positive test, positive score result. You know, it's like, all right, then maybe he's not going anywhere. 
But they're definitely not going anywhere now. They need him, so. Yeah. They need, well, they oh, need him to make people. Thank you for the spoiler. Yes. They need him to make people anyway, definitely. Oh, let us move on. Just five guys, Duki, Sonata, Taichi, Takemichinoku, and Yue Uemura defeated Los Ignorables de Japon, Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, Shingo Takagi, Tetsuya Nato, and Yota Suji in 11 minutes and 32 seconds as Bushi loses to uh, Taichi or Uemura. I can't remember. Taichi. Taichi. Yes. Uh, intriguingly, um, just five guys seem to have the number of LIJ in this uh, mini faction upon faction feud. Which is leading to an IWGP heavyweight. Do you want to match. hear my storyline reason? Which go on. They're going to ruin in the upcoming matches, but okay. Because just five guys are actually a team, and LIJ is comprised of individuals who like each other and work together, but don't really consider teamwork. That's intriguing because they have always been the most well-oiled tag team machine in LA in I New know, Japan but... until recently. Yeah, and just just look at the entrances. Mm. They're all coming by themselves. Yeah. I, I, I just had... five guys have their own theme music and individual theme music, so you get both. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just I today I watched it today. I watched the second show today. I had a, I, I was watching and I saw Bushi come out, and I'm like, had Bushi been in any other faction? He would have come out to Naito's theme song or Shingo's mm. theme song. But because it's LIJ, and it, I, it's not that I begrudge him this because he's worked hard and he's popular and I'm, he deserves a theme song. But had it been any other faction, he wouldn't have his own theme song. Yeah. But and LIJ it... is, is more individuals. And it has been like... Bushi and Takashi and Nato do work together well, but mm -hmm. Shingo, who's arguably one of the best bases, base wrestlers in pro wrestling, doesn't isn't swinging the way he used to with them. And Yotsuji just doesn't have the experience with them to make things really click as a tag team. Like the the original Lij with Evil and Sonada and Hiromu Bushi and and Nato were super slick. Like they were the yeah. best tag team. Yeah. Like. Marcus, I remember Marcus saying, I can't believe how good they are. You just don't see this. You don't see actual tag teams being this good, and they're just so good. Um, but that was also a time when they were tag teams. You had yeah. Evil and Sonada in the heavyweights, and you had Hiromu and Bushi in the juniors. Yeah. And I, just... I don't consider Hiromu and Bushi a tag team anymore. No. And, you know, Yotosuji's been floating around with several partners, but none of them. You wouldn't like want to run them at tag team championships, would you? No, he's lose. not going to be a tag team <laughs> champion with Shingo or Naito. No, exactly. You know, and so it is just like, yeah. <laughs> and then that's not to say they don't work well together as, and they're not friends or whatever. I just yeah. find it interesting that um, just five guys' main move right now is a combined kick from all five of them. Yes, that is intriguing. They're all on the same level, all working together. Mm. Whereas Let's Ignorable Stay Upon is not quite gelling the way it used to do. No, and they're they're also all stars, so it makes sense. It, it's more difficult to be a united front when all of them need their attention. Yes, which maybe is a growing point for LIJ at this particular point. Hmm. 
because there was the way, I mean, they tried last year because they were all in Titan's corner at best of Super Junior finals. Yeah, and Titan is also very interesting because it's kind of out of the box yeah. when it comes to these things. And he's also like, he's also the non is the only one who isn't a pure wrestler. He does deathmatch stuff. He does lucha. He does all the other things that I won't say the other guys would look would, just wouldn't do. I won't say lockdown mm -hmm. is not all right, but they wouldn't. It's not. It's not. They're not an li. They're not lij things to do. If you see what I mean. Yeah. Would you consider Titan and Bushi a tag team? Yeah, they are, and they're a very good tag team as well. So they're the only team, but. Titan's not on this show, so no, no, he's in, he's he's break class in case of emergencies. <laughs> no yeah. Idea. yeah, and I feel like people are going to be annoyed when I at me saying this. I say this as someone whose favorite faction is Lij, mm. especially now that Suzuki Gun is gone. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I really like them and I like them as people and I love especially the Naito Hiromu relationship, mm. which we'll talk about in the next show. Mm -hmm. But I also see them as individuals. Yes. And they need to be because that's that makes them more popular. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Let's just move uh, on I, to the main I event. Do, I do have one or two comments oh, about the match because I on. just talked about LIJ and just five guys for most of it. <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting that when the match started and everything broke down and they all attacked each other, the camera focused on Yuya and Suji. Yeah. It shows where New Japan is going, I think. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Is Yeah, the number one contender on the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion were kind of bit part players in this match to an extent. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have a title match soon. Yeah. Yeah. And Yuya and Suji don't have a singles match lined up. No. They're just angry at each other. They inevitably will do. They will but, again. Yeah. But not right now. And and Sonada and Naito should be the main focus. But who did the camera zoom in on? Yuya mm. and Suji. Yeah. Who got a lot of time at the end of the match trying to kick each other's ass? Yeah. Yuya and Suji. But also, but, it, it's also not a blood feud like Bullet Club versus United Empire. It's very much a competitive feud about professional rivalry, not and mismatched personalities. It's not about we want to kill you. It's about I just want to be the best guy in New Japan. I want to humiliate you a little. Yes. I think that's the aim. I want to put you in your place rather than I want to take your eyes out. Yes. <laughs> And, yeah. and sorry to mention them again, but I listened to WeWork Stiff about this. Mm. And they made the point that Suji is scared of Yuya because Yuya remember, reminds him of how Suji used to be. Yes. Because they grew, they didn't grow up together, but they grew up in New Japan together. They grew yeah. together. Yeah. And Suji used to be like the dorky kid and came back a superstar who was really confident. And he's like, as as long as I'm away from Uemura, I'm cool and I'm in control. Yeah. And I'm LIJ. Yeah. But the moment I see him, I'm reminded of what I used to be and what I maybe truly am deep down. Yeah. Like, I don't think Suji is the cool guy he's trying to portray. No, no, no. Absolutely not. He's, yeah, he's the, he's masking. He's probably yeah. the best way of putting it. Yeah. And Yuamura knows knows that and 
is there to show him, I remember who you are. Yeah. Um, uh, other point I wanted to mention, they keep talking about those smiles and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you can't think of anything else, can you? No, it's like a commentary is Walker was instigating a little by mentioning it again. And I'm like, if Suji gets rid of that smile just because Kevin Kelly got pissed off, I doubt he will. I I'm doubt going he will to do. be so mad. <laughs> I doubt he will do. I think you say Kevin's happily Good. ensconced in AEW these days, but he's still a New Japan fan, I guess, which is nice to see. Did you see so many commentators just not bother with the company they've just left? <laughs> so yeah, but on the yeah. other hand, not all commentators come back and destroy several of the future guys New Japan is supposed to rely on. <laughs> well, no, I, I don't think it destroyed them. He, he made. Did you see what he said them. about Watto? Yeah. He doesn't deserve a push. He's horrible. He doesn't deserve Despy in his corner. It's a waste of Desperado. I'm like, okay. Okay, remember it's a bit harsh. <laughs> a bit? Okay, all right. I know, but you like Wato. And for so long, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, but even if you don't like Wato, this is someone New Japan is trying to build on. Why Why would you completely destroy him? I'm not saying they completely destroyed him, but they do need to do something with his character making more I'm sense. not talking about you. I'm talking about Kevin Kelly. He's supposedly... <laughs> Wants New Japan to do well. Why? Why would you? I, I mean, I, I'm just someone who doesn't understand why you would be purposefully negative. Like I that. suppose so. But I mean, it, he's and it's the same thing we were talking about earlier. And Kevin has a certain way. He's looking, even as a long-time New Japan employee, he's looking at wrestling from a certain perspective. And as a middle-aged guy myself, I probably look at it from a very similar perspective. <laughs> but okay. equally, I do want more badasses. That's 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 not out of line with what I want. But I equally don't want everyone to be the same either. So I can understand where he's coming from, but I don't necessarily agree with it. My point, is, but I haven't really explained your answer. But um, but I think I think <laughs> the thing is he's trying to get like just do something with Wato that isn't what he is now. I suppose is the really thing, and I think that's something he needs to work on. It's like he can develop that. I know you've got to kind of get the story of him getting the geek out, if you will. Yeah, but see, that's that's assuming that Wato isn't okay the way he is now, because I have a lot of fans on my timeline who love Wato. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, and who, that's who see this thing with Desperado yeah. and who see growth in him through this? Yeah, and, I think so. And, and, and I do see growth, yeah. growth in Desperado through it as well, to be honest. Are you okay, by the way? Yes, I'm fine. Okay, there's I'm, a lot of background noises. Do apologize. And I dropped something on my desk and I didn't think it would be that noisy. I apologize. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm also croaky. I've been screamed at children all day. No, I'm screaming uh, at children okay. all day. I've been talking with children all day. <laughs> okay. Yes. It's just, I mean, it's it's possibly also just me getting annoyed with the discussion and the discourse right now. Because mm. just this morning, there were a couple of comments about Shota and that he shouldn't wear pink and he shouldn't have a light stick and he should be more badass. And I'm like, we're turning everyone badass now and we're taking away <laughs> what, what makes them them. And it's I, just, it feels he, like 
toxic masculinity a little. It, it does a little bit, but equally, there is a generation of fans who are even younger than me who grew up on New Japan being nothing but badasses, Nagata, Suzuki, those guys, times 12, and they loved it. But also, I would point out, that stuff didn't draw money. <laughs> you know, there is, I mean, there is absolutely, yes, Enochism was a wonderful artistic expression. However, it also drew nothing. You know, who was the guy that salvaged the company? It was Tanahashi, who is not, he's a badass, yes, but he's not a badass in the sense of He's a of very like, pretty guy. Yes. He's a, yeah, had a know. lot of female fans mm. who paid a lot of money. And as and as was Nakamura, who is again a genuine badass. He's an MAA guy. However, he knew how to present himself in an entertaining fashion. And you know, there there, there is also, I mean, like um Suzuki Gun guy, and I can't remember his name now, the mad guy. I can't mm. Iska. Iska is a good example of the fact that Gato and Jada, when they took over the book, said, Right, change your gimmick, or we're gonna fire you because you're boring. <laughs> and they changed it to he changed it to Iska changed it to being a monster and was instantly beloved by New Japan fans for being horrible. Um, yeah. you know, and so whilst I don't disagree, I would like a little more edge. I also know that there is the point that they've also got to stay open as a company. <laughs> yeah, and, and also uh looking pretty and wearing pink doesn't mean you can't be badass. I mean, we we, we have yet to talk about next show's main event. No, but true. Shota did some things in there that would be classified as badass. Yes. It doesn't mean that he can't be stoic and cool and slunging people in the face if he's waving a light stick around. I would also point out Bret Hart wore hot pink for his entire A lot career. of pink, yes. yes. <laughs> he was quite the badass as well. Um, and also, yeah. let me say that if you're a guy and you wear pink in a universe that has toxic masculinity as a problem, then it's kind of badass of you. You're like, I know that I'm going to get crap for this. I'm still going to wear my pink. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Let's just move on to the main event. El Desperado defeated Yoshinobu Kanemaru in 23 minutes and 55 seconds in an excellent professional matching match, which involved pretty much half the locker room, as you probably imagined. <laughs> yeah, House of Torture. Yes, there's House of Torture. And I, was, um, uh, I was talking to uh, um, uh, uh, BFR podcast this morning. Because he, he was like, he pointed out, and I said, what, what a shame that the Hontai crew didn't work this out three years ago. If you all come down and help each <laughs> yeah. other, there's a chance you might win. <laughs> I said that, and I said that that was going to be an issue in the future when they don't come yes, out. Yes, because it is going to be like, you know, because like Tamatonga actually, or Desperado outed himself as a close mate of Tamatonga <laughs> a few nights apparently. ago. Yes, and they have apparently have been friends for many, many years. Um, Which I get, but it's kind of like in kayfabe. There's no reason for that to be true. No, anyway, it was it was back in their um, rookie days. Dojo, yeah. Dojo I know it's, it's real life friendship. Yeah, forming kayfabe suddenly at the very end of their story. <laughs> um, and as a result of that, um, Tamatonga and Shota Umino and various other people came down to help out. Um, and um, yeah, that meant that El Desperado got the win in the end after disposing of Yoshinobu Kanemaru, the next obvious challenger to his IWGP Heavyweight Championship. 
is show, which means we aren't done with the shenanigans. This will continue, but hopefully they've instilled some common sense in Hontai to look after each other for a bit. Yeah. But uh, Tama out before they leave. <laughs> they're, they're just going to get Tama in for stuff like this. Yes. They're going to pay him for run-ins and then... Just come back every six months. Well, yeah. Anita did that at Sushi Anita in FMW one night. Um, Ayabusa and Tanaka have both been beaten by the heels. And Onita came back just to bollock them. <laughs> for like they they just they'd literally just lost a death match. There's bleed there's blood everywhere. And Onita came back to bollock them for not trying hard enough. And the fans went crazy for it. And he came out of retirement, which of course it would be, because it's you'd have to, wouldn't you, after that. Um Anita came out of retirement and uh, challenged the big heels. Um and which was like, you know, it's a great story if you could do it. Uh, you can only do it once though. Um, and Nita's still wrestling 20, 30 years after his second retirement. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, Mr. Liar, they named him after that. Because he lied about his retirement. What's your thoughts on this match? I have a lot of thoughts. I can imagine you would do, really. Because this is like father-son stuff going on here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Suzuki-gun stuff, which makes me miss them. Yeah. Um, and it's Despy stuff, so I, I was going to love it anyway. Mm. I, I do want to mention that the biggest pop on my timeline was Desperado's hair. Yes. He had it in a little ponytail, and my entire timeline went, oh my god, the ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. Uh, I hope he does it more. He has an open mask now, like uh, Bushy as well, has that one as well. Yeah, and I yeah. think it, it's really good. It, it, it it's for someone like me who loves long-haired wrestlers. I want all of them to have open masks if they wear masks. Mm. Um, and then the match itself, I really like that they started without House of Torture because it allowed Kanamaru to to show what he can do because he doesn't get a lot of chances anymore to show what kind mm. of wrestler he actually is. It's yeah. usually just the one taking the pin, stuff like that. But he actually got to wrestle for a bit. And it wasn't like, well, he's wrestling Desperado, but the, the threat of House of Torture is constantly around the ring. So Desperado has to look for them as much as he's looking at Kanemaru. Mm. So it actually felt like a wrestling match at the beginning. and It, it built Kanemaru. It yeah. showed what a what a star he actually can be without mm -hmm. the distraction of House of Torture and the threat of them jumping in and doing something. So I I really like that. I also like that Desperado is not a typical baby face because uh, the oh my god I'm injured angle that Konamaro mm. did, a usual baby face would be like, Oh my god, are you okay? and then get suckered into bullshit. Yeah, but Despy was like, "No, no, no! I, I've been your tag team partner for years. I know how <laughs> this goes. I'm not trusting you. Fuck you!" And I really like that. Um, on the one hand, because it shows that Desperado has taken his heel knowledge, and he's it's still in him. He's not suddenly become dumb like a lot of the baby faces are. Yeah, I think that showed in the Never Open Weight. Uh, championship match with Tamatanga and Evil because he was quite happy to break the rules when needs to be. Hmm. 
yeah, he will. He will take. He will. He doesn't shy away from taking the low road if he has to. He actually, Minami Toyota was very much the same way. She was supposedly a baby face, but she broke far more rules than some of the heels did. Yeah, <laughs> she 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 wanted the job done. She whole, her whole character was win at all costs, by any yeah. means necessary. And if that means I'm going to put you through a table, I'm going to put you through a table. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so sorry. that's that's the one part that I really liked and then the on the other hand it shows the history they have it mm. shows that that Desperado knows his former friend and t- tag team partner and he knows not to trust him mm. and I like those touches because it shows history yeah for sure and it shows they thought about this Definitely. um and and then the the whole house of torture shenanigans came and ports on Arashi he tried to run out but he couldn't really. No. He I can't felt bad for him. very fast anymore. Kind of more of a limp and a hobble out, really, more than anything. Yeah, else. I was like, was was that supposed to be Wato? And he's like, I'll I'll do it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. It it made me sad. <laughs> yeah, it does. It is because it is like it used to be the the commentators made a lot of it when it wasn't really necessary. Whereas now I'm just kind of, he's all right when he's wrestling. Zach will look after him and make him look a million dollars without really trying very hard. Mm. But you know, he can't. One of the reasons why he's, he's the TV champion is he only has to go 15 minutes. There's a lot of protection still going on with him, um, which is fine. He's a wrestling god. But equally, yeah. I'm kind of like take the desk job, sit down. Yeah, but also take stuff like this out. Like I understand why he wants to do it. But just yeah. think about this for a moment. Like they could have had Yo come out, yeah. for example. There's a bunch of stuff they could have out, could have done, and it is. I mean, yes, the perception is he has to be the locker room leader, I, on TV for the Hontai team, and that's great. But well, also, then, then have him follow them and like t- get them, like point at them, mm. like like he's a leader. He's telling the others, get them, help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Help Desperado. Without yeah. actually doing the running himself, which to be fair, Osprey did a couple of months ago when he had an arm injury. He still came out, and you know he he gave direction to United Empire to go to do run-ins. You know he would still come out to do the run-in as the leader of United Empire, but he couldn't do anything because he broken his arm. So yeah. you know it's it's been done. Or, or have done. him walk out and like stand mm. next to the ring, like I'm I'm protecting the ring. I'm making yes. sure you don't come back. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is a long tangent on the fact that Tanashi can't run anymore, but... <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, it's and noticeable lo- in these matches as well. It, it is. <laughs> but it's not, it's not a problem as much if it's just from one ring rope to the other, but this was an entire hallway, then next to the ring, and then to the other side of the ring into the hallway, and it's like, oh god, don't zoom in on Tanahashi running, because it makes me hurt. <laughs> anyway, I feel bad for Tana because he's getting old and I hate it. Yeah. I'm older than him. That worries me. Yeah, but you, you have different jobs. Let's be, <laughs> <laughs> Let's be yeah, fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't. I've not been able to run since I was 18. So, yeah, isn't it? So I should really not talk. But I'm concerned about Tana's knees. Anywho. Yeah, and then my, my, my last comment was oh, yes. Kanemaru putting Desperado in the Boston Crab. Yeah, which is is a running theme throughout this 
this show You're and the, still a young the boy to me. Well. You're yeah. still a young boy to me. Yeah. Mm. And in this match and in the ones we're going to be talking about in the future, both the young boys said, no, fuck you. I am not. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Right then, let's move on to the 24th. We're still at Currican Hall, the Mecca itself, which opened with Oleg Bolt and Shane Makato defeating Katsuya Murashima and Toriyano in six minutes and 24 seconds. It's very, very rare that two rookies get a win over a rookie and a veteran. So I, I have that on here as well in the notes. Yeah, it's, I was it's surprised. very unusual. Oleg is kind of... He's not been in the dojo very long, but he's kind of like the senior member of the dojo. And obviously he's been doing some, he's been horsing around, if you will. Hmm. Yeah. With some things. I um, see what you did there. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he's been horsing around. And um, so, yeah, it, he's kind of like got some seniority to him and he's growing his hair out. So I'm wondering if an excursion is due. You know what I think about what the issue is, is that Yano wasn't supposed to be in this match. Mm. If I remember correctly, Yano was in the one in another match, maybe the Despi one. Not right. in this match. Yeah. So I think they had a plan for the match and what was going to happen. And they were like, well, let's go on with it anyway. Right. OK. That Fair is enough. my my suggestion. I'm assuming then, yeah, because they would have needed, well, they would have had Master Wai somewhere on this card, wouldn't they? So, and someone. I yeah, I don't remember what it was, but I remember thinking, oh, Yana wasn't in the first match originally. Mm. Mm. Okay. Maybe because of the show and Wato, some kind of mix-up. Yeah, because you could see that Wato would have been in the Despi match. Yeah, and also not, ELP not wasn't here. Yeah, not Yo. So, yeah. Okay. Something went awry. Yes. What didn't go awry, though, was the second match. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tiger Mask, six minutes and 30 seconds. Honest to God, I would watch three hours of this. If all matches like this, <laughs> this is ideal. This is perfect, perfect <laughs> wrestling for me. I'd watch these two go all night, seven nights a week, and just do this. That should be professional wrestling from now on. In my in my estimation, perfection in six minutes and thirty seconds. You're not going to agree with me, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of, kind of. The problem with this is, like, I'm sure you know, there's no story to this. There is a story to this. Well, kind of, but not anything that's been built up. No, the story this wasn't the... supposed to happen. No, but this story to this match was Zack Sabre Jr. having a tune-up for Brian Danielson. So I know, but that, that's a, a highly hast, technically hast, skilled skilled wrestler. That, that's that a hastily Mask added right, That's a hastily added uh, edit because Zack wasn't in a singles match. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind. I don't care. I got to see Tiger Mask versus Zack Sabre Jr. I know, and, I and I'm happy for you. Watch but, it but all night long. I'm, I'm just saying this wasn't supposed to happen, so there wasn't a build to this. So there's no reason for me to really get invested. Also because him versus Danielson is going to be good, but still not my wheelhouse. And Tiger Moss <laughs> hasn't been here in months, so no, he's been doing even... he's been doing good stuff in all Japan though, from what I understand. Yeah. He's yeah, he's been having a bit of a career renaissance, if you will. And and I like Tiger Mask and I respect Tiger Mask and I generally like his matches, mm. but I'm not invested in Tiger Mask. 
like Sorry. this is the point I've I've been making on every show so far. You're <laughs> allowed podcast. to would just enjoy stuff because it's there. Yeah, I, I am, and I enjoyed it. But there yeah, there, there there's no there's no list of a huge list of notes because I got oh my god <laughs> I noticed this and oh my god maybe that means that. No, no. Usually I have. So sometimes so. you can just have a wrestling match because yeah. the wrestling match is entertaining enough by itself. Yeah. And I did have one situations. comment though. Uh, you go on. <laughs> you go on. <laughs> is that the respect that Zach gave Tiger Mask is probably going to be exactly opposite to the disrespect in the Never Trio match? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, it is. The, the, I was going to say, like, the disrespect is going to give Brian Danielson. I mean, yes, that's absolutely. It. That's they it. are going to kick the shit out of one another. <laughs> but, yes. And that's, that's interesting about TMDK for me is that they are kind of forced into being the heels in the trio match, not because they're acting like heels, but because no, everyone's like, oh yeah. my God, Okada dream team. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's like the the heels by default, though they aren't. Yeah, they aren't really baby faces, and they aren't really heels. They are tweeners. They're in. They're, mm-hmm. they're where chaos were about five or six years ago. Really, they're not. They're massively popular, and you know. But Zack Sager Jr. is hardly lovable, is he? <laughs> As yeah, a but he's also like when he's respectful towards his elders. Mm. That's more face behavior. Yeah, that's it. This match, he was a baby yeah. face who he, he was. Uh, he was a uh, hardest baby face, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, you know, this this is, whereas, um, you know, most of the time we see him as kind of just off heel. Whereas, yeah. So there you go. All right, then. Let us move on. Bullet Club, Chase Owens, Kenta, and Taiji Ishimori defeated Gorillas of Destiny, Hikaleo Ojiado, and Raisuki Kitaguchi, who was denied his super high five by a... <laughs> Attacking Bullet Club once again. Jado loses to. I thought it was Chase, wasn't it this time? Um, no, it was Kyo. It was it was, uh, it was Kenta, wasn't it? It was it loses to a surprise pinfall from Kenta. And again, I'm just going to say this. Uh, I I have the Ishimura pin Jado. I thought that was the other day. I thought it was the previous day. I thought I thought Kenta. Maybe pinned I right there. got it wrong. No, but... no, I don't think you did. I think it was probably Ishimori. But Kenta had a couple of... Kenta and Chase both had close pinfalls on him. Mm. And again, this was a, a much... Well, it was it was a much better improvement from Chase, Kenta and Taiji Ishimori um, because obviously ELP wasn't there. So this wasn't the regular trio of Gorillas of Destiny. Um, but it was all right. It wasn't dreadful. Seen worse. That's the first from you. Seen worse. Seen whereas this wrestling match that went on, <laughs> it happened. Yes, there were people in it. Yes, some of whom we like. Yeah, others well, not so much. Hey, no, no. Um, I did like uh, that. Hikuleo did the ELP spot with the fans. He did. It was cool. Showing a little the, bit the more himself to a, out there to yeah. a little kid, and I'm like, yeah, oh a, yeah, yeah, that's very cute. cool. Yeah. And I, I made a, I have a note, uh, a joke in my notes here, which I'm kind of afraid to make. Go on. Because the joke is ELP is simply sick to avoid Chase Owens. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm afraid that something is actually wrong, really wrong with him, and I'm, we're going to hear that he, he's been in the hospital or whatever, like we did with the Watto news. So. Um, yeah, because. <laughs> You, you've, um, yeah, 
you're cursing people is what you're saying. Isn't I'm it? cursing people. Yeah. So if he's actually sick, then I retract my joke. It didn't happen. Um, and I'm sorry. Um, I do have another point. Do you remember the DM you sent me about a comment Walker Stewart made, made in the Shota match? Yes, yes. Do you remember what it was? <laughs> there are lots of holes to be filled here in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and Shota Umino is going to be involved yes. filling those holes. <laughs> and then in this match, he says, Walker Stewart, we found someone who can penetrate Taguchi's funky weapon. So I think Walker Stewart has a particular interest in those kind of jokes. Impossibly. Yes. <laughs> oh, we spent too much time with Charlton. Or oh, not enough time with Charlton, perhaps. But, well, the Shota love would make sense then. You do, it would. Because he does smell lovely, apparently. And I don't judge. Like refreshers. <laughs> yeah, like butterflies and like, rainbows. Like lemon sherbets. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Cotton um, candy. Yeah. Um, but, yes. So, this match was intriguing. What stood out to me in this particular match was El Desperado going to Tamatonga for the tag and Yo tagging himself in. And then Tamatonga going, I don't know. <laughs> like, what? What's El got Desperado? into him? Yeah, oh, the, the, the next, ma next match. Sorry, that was the next match. I'm sorry, I slipped down. I do apologize. <laughs> you have me so confused. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I thought we'd moved on. I do apologize. It's no, no, no. I was still talking about uh, yeah. Hikuleo and EOP. Do and... apologize. I will talk to that it's in a okay. second. Yes. I was like, oh, you're adding Desperado to the match, which no. does make any match better. So True, it makes it does. sense. Yes, I apologize. It's because my mouse had slipped and I thought we started <laughs> talking about the next match. I've had a long day. It's okay. I forgive you. <sighs> Yes. So, have you any more comments, or should we move on to the next? No, that, that's all for me. Okay, House of Torture, Evil, Show, Yoshinobu Kenemaru, and Yujiro Takahashi defeated El Desperado, Tamatonga, Tomiyaki, Homura, and Yo. And at one point, El Desperado did try and tag Tamatonga in, but Yo tagged himself in on a blind tag, and Desperado was like, what? And even Tamatonga was like, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Yo, Yo, feeling himself, which is never a good place to be, um, decided to let loose on Uncle Nobu and came a cropper in short order, as you'd expect. Because Yo, when he's cool, calm, and collected, unbeatable. Yo, this year, don't know what's happened. 2024 has come along, and he's gone back to his geeky, loving self. And, oh, no. Leo Rush, where have you gone? We need you back. Chaos oh. needs you, please. Maybe he was like, oh, New Japan isn't going to push me. Then I'm going back to what I actually enjoy. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I'm not sure if he was on a full-time contract anyway. Um, I meant Yo, but yeah. Yo. Oh, I see, yeah. I thought he was going to say Leo Rush. That sounds, no. That sounds very much more like a Leo Rush kind of thing to do. <laughs> no, I meant more like if Leo Rush isn't here and the tag team is going to happen, then I would, it would make sense for me to, for Yo to go back to what he actually usually does mm. and what he probably enjoys and knows yeah true what's your thoughts on this match well um as usual i focused on desperado um mostly because yo wasn't supposed to be in this match and the moment it was announced that this was going to change and that yo was going to take over from wato 
Desperado made at, at sweet like, ugh, yo, because they have a history and they don't like each other. Um, and that was very obvious in this match as well. Like you said, yo forcing Despi, to, uh, uh, forcing the tag, even though Despi wants to tag Tama, but also forcing Desperado to work with him in tag team moves and Despi just standing there afterwards with like, this was not intentional, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> like, I did not mean to do that. Um, and also, like, looking at him like, what's with all these boys I used to dislike being all friendly with me? Like, he suddenly, <laughs> he was like, I, I, I regret my decision to become a good guy. Um, <laughs> it's like yo it's it's like a water but worse there was a poor choice um it was a poor choice there was a poor choice i i, I mean yeah it is also it is, it is like the ishi tanahashi it's the ishi tanahashi thing is like when ishi was like not that keen on tanahashi he's like the yeah. things he's done to us down the years and you're willing to forgive him and yeah. then now you're now desperate like the things i did to you <laughs> <laughs> Do you don't remember cool me it? like poking you in the eyes and cheating and jumping you before the bell for years on end and you're happy yeah. now? He's, is... thought, he's like, I thought we had something. Hatred. Yes. <laughs> but now all we have is indifference and stale beer. <laughs> and I also imagine Yo like in kayfabe being told that he has to wrestle with Desperado. And he's like, really? Well, yeah. Okay, I'll make this work somehow. <laughs> And then Yo's other half from the past took Desperado's mask. Yes, which is... Mm. How dare you? Yes. It is pretty, though. I get it. <laughs> I kind of want one, too. That's, that's not the reason, Christina. Are you sure? Yeah, that's oh, not the reason. Okay. It's to do with humiliation and, and foreboding. I thought you just liked the aesthetic. No, no. It's a little more S&M than that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's it is all our relationship. Okay. Yes. Um, but yeah, perfectly reasonable. Even Homer tried in this match. So you know. Yeah. You can't yeah. you can't really complain. He did. But he did actually put a day's work in, and it was. Like, I really enjoyed this Honda match though, because he wasn't in it for like eighty percent no. of it. No, he so... only he had a thir- To be fair, if he's only got thirty seconds to do, he can really throw himself into it. So that's maybe yeah. the answer is like <laughs> 10 man tags for the rest of your career. The um, best kind of homo m- match is one where he's <laughs> only in it for like 30 seconds. <laughs> Carol's movie once, it was uh, Mark Kermode is my favorite film, film critic ever. This, uh, this is the perfect Stephen Seagal movie because he's dead within the first three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't have to die, but. Yes. We don't retire. kill people off in wrestling, you know, except The Undertaker. But even he came back eventually. He's undead. Doesn't He's really undead. count if you're undead. No, true, I suppose not. Shall we move on to the next, Milwaukee? Yes, let's go. Bullet Club Talking War about Dogs. undead people, TJP. Indeed, exactly. Bullet Club War Dogs, Alex Coughlin. Clark Connors, David Finley, Drew Malone, and Gabe Kidd defeat United Empire, Callum Newman, Francesco Acker, Great O'Khan, Henry, and DJP. I believe Callum Newman was the unfortunate one on the receiving end of a pinball in this particular match, but I think it, I can't remember who pinned him, which Clark tells Connors. us I thought it was Clark Connors. I was edging towards Clark Connors, but I wanted to make him make the mistake. Um, this match then followed with a beatdown where they threatened to stab Akira in the face with a fork, and he flinched, therefore they assume he's a coward. It's like, 
well, no, if Dan Maloney comes in with me with a fork, I'm running away. That's <laughs> <laughs> the Sensible. obvious thing to do, you know. This isn't this isn't like cowardice. This is common sense. <laughs> You're talking about. <laughs> he's a coward. No, he's like no. He's smart. Stand there and get like it's like the Zack Saber Junior thing. Like if someone stood on a balcony and aiming to jump on you, walk away. <laughs> Move. <laughs> Move. So yeah, um, but yeah, so it was. As this was of the three brawls we've had so far, this may be the most accomplished because it actually got somewhere. And so I enjoyed it from that particular point of view. And we got a good David Finley rant at the end, which I always enjoy. What did you think mm. of this one? Um, I, I, I have two sides to this. One, I have a really snide comment here in my notes and I'm trying to figure <laughs> out if I want to say it or if I am going to leave it. Okay. Do you want to hear it, or should I just be positive and continue? I mean, we have been fairly negative about United Empire for the last three years, I suppose. Okay, so let's let's not mention it. Let's not mention it. Um, <laughs> you, you can tell me after. <laughs> sure. Oh, DM I, it. DM it to me now on Twitter, and then. Oh, it's it's not that bad. Oh, okay, I, then I all right. Can... Let's all right. Let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> I I do want to make one somewhat negative point about this match. Mm -hmm. um, my problem with this match is that it's 10 dudes being really angry. Yeah. And I think it, it would be better if there was some contrast to all of that, because it gets to be so much sometimes. I think it would for be For someone like me. Yeah, I think it would be better if they didn't wrestle each other until the cage match. Not in 10 mans, anyway. In the sense of you're right, smaller smaller doses. If you want to maintain interest, you could just have like you've done with LIJ and um, later on in this card with LIJ and just five guys, a top junior and top heavy versus top junior and top heavy. So you could have, in this particular case, Great Okan and uh, Akira against um, Connors and Finley. You know, you could, you could do it that way. You know, you don't have to have all five on five all the time. It is full ball blast violence and yeah it's also that it's there are so many of them that are angry like out of the group the only ones that aren't like spinning at the camera every time are okan uh, akira and callum newman yeah that's it the, mm. the rest are just constantly 100 percent angry and yelling and threatening each other and i think this is the thing is like Coughlin and Kid work because Coughlin doesn't say anything, mm -hmm. and Gabe Kid constantly doesn't stop screaming. That that's a really good balance. Yeah. And Maloney and Connors work because they're kind of much more cool, calm, and calculated about their violence. Even though they are like you know, they are killer heels. They're much more kind of like restrained in what they're doing. If that makes sense. Mm. Where you put all of that together with Dave Finley, who's also very shouty as well, it does become overkill. When matched yeah, also, up with another team, are also very shouty. Yeah, and I also think because they're all shouting, they're like, "Well, I have to stand out, so I have to shout too. Otherwise, I'm going to be overshadowed." Yes, this this is me and you know both know what this is. This is class control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've got 30 kids who are trying to hear each other having a conversation who just get, get screaming over the top of each other and you have to go, whoa, stop I don't know, take a breath now let's try again 
Oh, I mean, they're fine for them. Yeah, one by one. They're just yeah. There's, there's, it, it's it's literally crowd control. It's class control. Um, yeah. Yes, all the teachers out there will be going yeah. <laughs> and I do get it in a way because they want to emote to the crowd, who won't understand what they're saying. Mm. So they're doing it in really grand gestures to make sure that even if you can't understand what they're saying, you get the point. Yeah. But for an introvert like me, it's a lot. <laughs> Just this is constant shouting. This is very much it's British wrestling in not necessarily in like Matt style, but I mean in presentation style. This would not look out of place at um electric ballroom on a progress show or at your call on a ref pro show in the sense of apart from all of these guys have gone through there. But what I mean is where they don't have with shows that are not TV based where you have to shout to get your point across. Um, these guys all grew up in that. Well, Maloney and Kidd and um, David Finley, obviously, because you know, his dad was an absolute master of it. Um, they grew up in that, and Callum Newman, to an extent, grew up in that arena, you know, so where you have to pantomime everything and everything's got to be big. So it's, it's, that's, the, that's the thing. He's, uh, it's kind of all of that, if you see what I mean. Mm, I do. I yeah, do. And it so makes it is, sense it, that yeah. way. But again, like you said, it is a bit much. Yeah, it's <laughs> also it's... because I'm an introvert. And yeah. men, men yelling at me just makes me uncomfortable. Oh, it makes me uncomfortable as well. I can quite understand. You know, it's, it, it's, it's one of them things. It doesn't, it, it, it's all right in small doses, isn't it? That's yeah. the thing. It makes you, it stands out. But when it's just it's essentially ten guys just screaming at one another for twelve minutes, it's we, we'll get that cage match. You blow things off. Everything will calm down. And Hopefully, yes. And um, I do have some positives about this match. Mm -hmm. There was a spot at the end after the pin where Okan jumped into the ring to cover Akira, and I yes. thought that that that's that's leader material mm. right, right there. Mm-hmm. Protecting the guy who's knocked out. Yeah. That's I thought that was interesting. Because I don't necessarily see Okan as the guy to do that. Like that should be T TJP, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe Callum Newman or Yeah. Not Callum... Okan. No. But Okan Okan is a founder member of this faction. And really is. should be the man stepping into that leadership role once Osprey has said sayonara, we hope. Um, we're open the alt because the alternative is too grim to think about. <laughs> but this uh, does show leadership. Yes, potential. it does. Absolutely does. Yeah. And it might make is it Akira Akira? what's Akira, I think is the Okay. Uh, mm. it, it it also would create something between them, loyalty. Like, yeah, you were there for me. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's a small thing. Yeah. Also interesting because of um, him leaving. I'm just going to call him Francesco now. <laughs> Francesco. <laughs> uh, of him leaving uh, before the rest. Like, United Empire was in the ring, except for him. He left. And yeah. then he made a comment on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't, no. Okay, I'll just quote it. This is, he wrote it in Japanese. So this is Google translated. So don't, it's, it's not going to be completely accurate, but I'll try. 
Um, I haven't lost the will to fight. I am still a member of United Empire. However, yesterday TJ announced that he will fight it bo as both junior and heavyweight. And I'm wondering what this means for Catch-22. Hmm. Which is interesting, I think. Yeah, because, you know, the, the, the general feeling is that TJP is the one that will turn heat on Akira. Yeah. Uh, as the doleful master, as it will. But then it's like, what faction would he go to? Well, the obvious thing is going to go to Bullet Club. It's <laughs> fairly obviously. But would this particular interaction draw Akira more towards Bullet Club? To the dark side, if you will. And you Maybe, know, but, but also, like, they don't care about me. TJP decided this on his own without talking about it with yeah. me. It, it could be he and Okan and Callum Newman, maybe Hanare, move off and, and kick TJP out. Could also be an angle. Yeah, yeah. The, the, there is one thing is like oh, there's a lot of stuff that gets done out on social media as possible feelers to things happening. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know. Mm. And there is there is also the point like Akira came in as this cocky, confident guy who just won the All Japan Junior Tournament and you know was a rising star. And he's yes, TJP has like taken him under the wing in the story, but he's also shut him down as well. Mm. Like he wants to say that angry little redhead annoying little git wasn't the right way to go <laughs> you know yeah he could he could have been iwgp junior heavyweight champion now now if you hadn't stood in his way there is options there with that story too hmm. yeah i just hmm. find it interesting because he chose to do it he chose to do it in japanese and he chose to post it yeah hmm. It's, yeah, there's options if, there. If there's genuinely annoyance that TJP didn't discuss this, he would never do it on Twitter. No, I don't think it would be. And there's also so the this point of storyline. You've also got to pick up where you leave off as well, in the sense of you've got this big page match going up, it's going to blow off the feud, and then where do you go next? So you've got to start picking up the slack on what's going to happen afterwards. And like Bullet Club War Dogs are kind of set. You know, they've, they've got a thing. Mm -hmm. They're very good at that thing, so they're going to keep doing that thing. Whereas United Empire do really have a thing. They're a bit more individual. They have more characters independent of one another, but they aren't really doing anything. Yeah. I, I don't I mean. want a guy like Akira in Bullet Club, though. If it's the yeah. other way around, instead of TJP leaving. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Buzz Ignorabilis, Day Upon, Bushi Shingo Takagi and Yotisuji defeated just five guys, Taichi, Takamichi, Noko, and Yue Yuamura in 10 minutes and two seconds by showing much more friendliness and teamwork. <laughs> yes. <laughs> than they did in the previous outings, which was good for them. But we'll not discuss what happened next. <laughs> we'll talk about this match first. What were your thoughts on this? Because it was fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Nothing stood out to me except for Suji and Uimura, once again, um, having a crack at one another. But what did you think of this one? Well, you're meant to. That's, that's who you're supposed to focus on. Yeah, we're not allowed to watch Bushi wrestle anymore. <laughs> Bushi is just there to take pins or... There to, happy to be there. For his entrance <laughs> and his masks. And... Yeah, um, the first thing is uh, Suji playing with Yuya's hair. As someone who likes hair, long hair. I was like, he's living the dream. 
that's <laughs> I I would like to do that one day if you and Moda ever visits the Netherlands. Um, and then Walker talking about he made a comment like um, all the years Tai Chi has endeared himself to the people, <laughs> <laughs> and I I had a laugh because <laughs> when I think of Tai Chi, it's go home Tai Chi. And it's not like he's endeared himself to the people. That's that's a two three years thing, not an in his entire career thing. <laughs> I I don't know. If it's just me finding that really funny. I think I think no. I think you're right. I did before that as well. I think Walker needs more reference. I think the more he gets used to the product, he think he'll he'll know more. And because it was like he's picked up on the Billy Robinson thing with Zack Sabre Jr. And Zack Sabre Jr. doesn't really wrestle like Billy Robinson. He wrestles him in the sense of the the six-second shoot rule and all that stuff. But he, equally, he's much closer to a lot of older British guys like Johnny Saint and, and, and Jim Brakes and, and people like that. But the Billy Robinson's the one thing that American fans and Japanese fans and British fans all know. So that's why he uses it, I quite understand. Um, so, yeah, he just needs more depth in reference, really. Yeah. the styles of wrestling that he's seeing it's, you look it's at just that? really funny to me like the 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 one guy who was screamed at to go home is now somehow <laughs> someone who's endeared loved. himself to people for years and years beloved well, everyone loved him uh, always a, a year about <laughs> <laughs> 18 months or so <laughs> Since he I mean, and Zach teamed up. Yeah, we, just, we, don't, we don't really hate him anymore. You know, Not just, anymore. Not anymore. We don't, we don't actively go our way to make his life a misery anymore. I Would actually you... quite enjoy Tai Chi these days. Yes. Especially in, in this role as the, the, the teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Who's there for Yuya, but also <laughs> in a way dulky. And believe Sonata. me, believe me, I have done incredibly stupid things in my kayfabe career that you would not believe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be like me, Yuya. <laughs> I turn my back on Kashiaki Kuwada. <laughs> How stupid was I? <laughs> I have bought you a new Japan World subscription just so you can see what not to do. Just search my name. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. No, um, yeah. And, and then Taka Michinoku in the backstage comments made me laugh. I, I don't know if you've seen them, probably not. Uh, no, I didn't see them, no. No. He was talking about Bushi and him always taking the pin. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bushi, it was like good old times again, huh? One of us takes the pin. Something like that. <laughs> and I was just, that's so self-aware. Yeah, true. But it's kind yeah. of like what he's there for these days, I guess. Sadly. Yeah, but they gave you know. him one win for credibility and then took it away from him. Um, you can listen to myself and John discussing just tap out wrestling and Taka's own show where he doesn't win either. <laughs> <laughs> That's his life now. It is, it is like, um, yeah, he um, he only got to the semi finals of a tag team tournament he was in uh, as he lost it, lost a team 200 kilos, which is. As the chief booker of the organization, I feel noble that uh, he yeah. didn't win. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he doesn't even win that and brilliantly sat on the back row live tweeting his own show. <laughs> it's like, it's what wrestling legend's about. That's what it is. Um, but there's some really good shows out there. And you go and look on the Just Tap Out shows if you want free wrestling. And we always encourage you watching free wrestling. There's some really cool shows from Just Tap Out. And they've got a stacked roster who are really good. Yeah. You should watch them. 
I also encourage watching the backstage stuff because yes, half of it is character work and warnings about things to come. Like I remember Hinare turning at one point, and I told you years ago. Is it by the way? I told you. <laughs> oh, he he said some things in the backstage comments which made me feel like he's angry. Yes, and he was tagging in with Dave Finley and Juice Robinson in a six-man tag yeah. match. Yeah, you made comments and he was about like, the fact you guys abandoned me. Yes, because and he, I said sorry. Because because David. They jumped Juice and David went to save Juice and didn't protect Henry. Yeah. Yeah. And in the backstage comments, he was like, they abandoned me. And I said to you, that feels like a heel turn to me. Yeah. And then, like, two weeks after he turned. Mm. So it's really interesting to watch those. Yeah. Half of them are that. And then half mm. of them are the guys just fucking around. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like Taka making these comments. <laughs> yes, this is true. Which is really uh, funny. <laughs> Let us move on to the next match, which was Dookie and Sonada, top junior and top heavyweight of Just Five Guys, against Hiromu Takahashi and Tetsuya Naito, top junior and top heavyweight of Los Ignorables de Pan. When Dookie got his first pinfall victory over Hiromu Takahashi in any situation that I can remember, nine minutes and 18 seconds with a super smooth pinfall that annoyed Hiromu Takahashi in no end. <laughs> yeah, it did. It is Dookie's year. Dominance is due. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, he's king of Kurokan Hall. They love the guy. Absolutely. The place erupted when he got that pinfall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bless him. But he's one of those guys. He's been grinding away in that place for years and years and years, even before he joined New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was on the indie circuit in Japan before he went to Mexico. And they love guys like that. Guys who put the time in. Guys who've gone to do the indie work and not necessarily come through the dojo and, you know, I remember Alex Watt many years ago when he first got signed to New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> when Alex used the phrase, and I quote, Yeah, but if Tai Chi picked him, is he any good? Oh, <laughs> That's so mean. It is. To, and, to both Doki and Tai Chi. And, tai Chi. and we, well, yeah, I mean, we were kind of like, yeah, I suppose so. But yeah, he's. Um, well, Suzuki Gun was pretty good at. Yeah. recruiting good guys he was and it turns out well we he was actually quite good and tai chi turned out to be a lot better than we thought he would be as well so there you go everyone's actually it just took some time that's it that's does. a suzuki Kun theme it takes a bit of time it does and then they learn and become better people exactly <laughs> yeah. noted noted sportsman Chiji minoru suzuki it was last night's <laughs> because last night's promo after um Alan Copeland offered his hand and said respect. Suzuki's response was uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> walks off. Oh <laughs> not for you. But yes. Um any thoughts on this particular matchup? Because it was actually really good team up from both teams. It was, and it's like my two favorite factions right now. Mm -hmm. With a lot of my favorite guys. So this was for me. Also because Hiromu and Naito are one of my top relationships in New Japan. <laughs> I, not romantic relationships, <laughs> <laughs> just relationships, connections. Um, I think they work so well together because there's natural chemistry, because they really like each other. And you can tell from like Naito showing up in Hiromu's YouTube shows and stuff like that. They're always joking around. 
but also because their characters have so much chemistry and their characters have so much history. Um, today, I retweeted a thread I did years ago about that connection. It just reminded me of all the history they have. Um, Naito choosing Hiromu as his young lion because Hiromu was a terrible young lion and he was like, I'm going to teach you how to become a wrestler. <laughs> and he actually did. And then yeah. they were in Mexico together and Hiromu was sad when Naito left and came back to New Japan. And then Hiromu comes back and he joins Naito's group and he's instantly popular. And they have such great chemistry because their characters are so different. Naito, he's tranquilo and he doesn't care and he pretends like he doesn't care. Whereas Hiromu, he cares all the time about everything. At breakneck speed, he's emotion, he's passion, he's everything. And you can see that at the very end of the match because he's just throwing a tantrum because he lost. And Naito's standing there looking at him like, are you okay? <laughs> Do I need to call a doctor? It's, a, not, it's not that just he lost. He lost to Dookie. He lost to Doki, yeah. Yes, that's, that's the key thing. He, I don't think he... If it was anyone else, he wouldn't have minded. Didn't even react that badly when he lost to Desperado. <laughs> no, but Desperado's someone he supposedly loves, and he's at the same level. But Hiromu's very... If he suspects... Uh, something to happen then he's okay with it but this wasn't in the in the plan in the story he, he wasn't going to lose to Doki that was that wasn't something that was going to happen and he's just his personality is as long as I'm in control it's fine but when I'm out of control everything goes to shit emotionally it's mm. it's just he's such a firecracker in that way uh, which is also contrasting to the guys on the opposite side of the match. Mm. Doki is very sensible and stoic. He's an asshole. And he makes comments in backstage uh, shots that have me going like, are, are you going to stay with just five guys or are you not? And then Sanada is stone-faced and cold when he's in the in the ring. Mm. Hiromu's unlike any of the other guys in the ring. And that's what's ma what makes him fun. Um, and, and they're just... Hiromu and Naito together are just so annoying. In a fun way. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Well, yeah. Um, I mean... <laughs> if, you, if you go back a few years, they were doing an interview together and Hiromu was just pissing about and NATO's yeah. supposed to be yeah. tranquilo and just cannot keep yeah. a straight face because no. he just can't. What's the little shit's doing now? And Nogami <laughs> was crying. He was yeah. literally crying at some point. Yeah. Oh, Cause, yeah. Because, like, Hiromo's just, like, on a different level of the he way people think. It's too funny and too weird he's and too calm, annoying. He's calmed down an awful lot in the last he few has. years. The edge has come off. But then he goes off to DDT and does, like, the DDT Ironman Championship run, which he had, which was just hilarious, and you know, he's he's a badass, he's a badass junior heavyweight legend, but he's really a DDT wrestler trapped, yeah, <laughs> trapped this, in this wrestling this business changing just, body. Yeah. But this match just reminded me that Hiromu is still Hiromu. Yeah, exactly. If he sees something like losing to Doki, 
he just goes all in. He's like, okay, uh, my character would have a fit if he lost the door key. So here we go. And then off <laughs> he went. And then he ran to the back because he was so embarrassed and so annoyed. And I haven't watched this particular backstage comment yet, but I can just, I, I know Hiromu is going to go crazy. And he yeah. also said he was going to unmask a doki because doki is sexy. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. Um, He's got more stuff for Ali to deal with next, though, before he gets to Doki. <laughs> yeah. It's like a mass distraction with Doki, and he's going to lose some stuff for Ali because of Doki. Ali should wear a mask just to fuck with him. Yeah. yeah okay. uh, anyway, um, and then there's Sonata and, and Doki's side of the match, which is there's not, not no history there. They're just stable mates. But I did think it was interesting how Sonata reacted to Naito. Because with Hiromu being annoying, Naito was also being annoying. He was like <laughs> fist bumping Hiromu and then looking at Sonata. Do you see? Do you see his fist bumping? Do you see? <laughs> and Sonata did not see because Sonata was either looking at the at the canvas or looking at Doki. So yeah. poor Naito, no attention. No. Oh well. And then in backstage comments, Sonata is vastly different. Yeah, he's sm smiley and happy, and and I I enjoy that. It's it's also it it suggests that the cold I don't care persona is a persona, mm. and he's doing that just to fuck with Naito. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and, yeah, I would yeah, I would say I, so. Yeah. I, I've I've been talking about this match for way too long. I'm sorry. <laughs> Especially when I'll, we've got these two, these two to go to. So let's look at the semi-main event. Never open weight, six-man tag team championships. Chaos, the dream team. Kazuchika Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated the Mighty Don't Neil, Kosei Fujita, Monkey Nichols, and Shane Hayes. 22 minutes and 15 seconds. This was outstanding. Absolutely wonderful professional wrestling of the highest order. It absolutely sticks a rocket on Kasia Fujita, who did the majority of this match, who was actually pushed by Mikey Nichols, Shane Hayes, and Zack Sabre Jr. was cornering for them to do the job, to make sure, because they put all of their faith in him as teammates. You can do it. You can beat the former seven-time IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> of course you can. He's twice your size. Oh, he's just, you know, just angle and chops up a bit. You'll be fine. <laughs> because they made him carry the, they didn't make him carry the match but he carried the match for the team when he's he matched with arguably one of the best tag teams of the last 20 years um, but on the other side Okada absolutely in supreme Okada mode the grin on his face when Fujita fell down because he was exhausted and it was like oh my god this was a birthday present for me Tomohiro Ishii and Hiroshi Tanahashi working like a well-oiled machine which was not the case when they won these tag team championships. But these two, uh, this has been a story for them of mutual respect that Chaos and Hongtai can coexist even at this level. And yeah, this was arguably the best goodbye they could have. I don't really think he needs to wrestle Tanashi, to be honest with you. <laughs> it could be nice to just go on, this is it, let's call it a day. Um, I know a lot of people were very angry with with what happened after this match and uh, Okada breaking down like, "Well, just go, will you?" Um, but yeah, and it's like, yeah, but no, he's 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 done this thing for the company, and wherever he goes next, he's always going to be New Japan, and he just it's Kuroikan Hall. This is a special, special place. 
um, for wrestlers who've been there for many, many years, it's, it's still a very special place. But yes, what's your thoughts on this one? Because there was a lot going on in this match. A, a lot going on, a lot of thoughts. Um, I have to admit, I almost cried. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> um, just seeing him stand on the turnbuckle, uh, he, it took a bit longer than usual to stand there and like think. And I was like, what are you thinking about right now? I was kind of curious. We'll never, we'll never know, but he, he looked like he was thinking about something mm. and looking at the crowd. And I can't imagine being in that position and knowing that you're leaving and being like having so many people around you all love you and so many fans who want you to stay and mm. not knowing if what you're doing is the right choice that that must be difficult no i yeah i mean yeah i i, I left a job not long ago <laughs> and um yeah i felt the same way in that sense and i was like masses millions of fans but i was truly loved in that place and i truly love working in that place so i can absolutely feel understand what he's feeling because it is just like when you've worked in a place i worked in that place for 11 years built friendships built relationships with people who i loved loved dearly and we were very very close and all of us went through covid together so we were all trauma bonded deeply mm. um and yeah and leaving a situation like that especially when you've been massively successful there is yeah, and especially because you don't know what's going to happen in the no. new place. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we don't so, know where he's going yet. No, so, we don't know. No. But wherever he goes, I hope he does well. Yeah, same. I, I'll just miss Anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's, let's talk positivity, damn it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Fujita. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I've adopted him now, and he's my new favorite guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I, I, I kind of feel weird about that because I, I came in when he was already a, a kind of a mini star. Uh, usually I, I see someone and I'm like, I like that guy. And then years later, he becomes <laughs> popular. Um, this time it's the other way around. But I actually really like it. And I also like how much New Japan invested in him this match. Mm, definitely. It's it was just constant this is going to sound weird but it was constant disrespect that made him disrespect from him towards okada but mm. also the disrespect that okada and ishii gave him because nothing builds someone like being disrespected by ishii yeah you you look so tough when you overcome that it's yeah. such it's such a good push. Especially like Ishii. When you when you see Ishii chopping somebody in the throat, he doesn't like and everyone knows that. And it's mm -hmm. he doesn't do it very often. But he reserves it for the true moments of disdain. You are not worth my time. I'm going yeah. to end you. And that was yeah. yeah that's and that's... he was he was doing that here, but also like yelling at him. Fujita was in the near the corner. Yeah on the ring ropes and Ishii was yelling stuff at him and I don't speak Japanese enough to know what he was saying but it was clear he was insulting him and he was talking down to him and normally you'd be like oh that's a bad sign but no that's a good sign mm. that they're, they're 
making sure to do that. It's not yeah. just Okada who's like, well, this is my storyline right now to piss off the youngsters. He's like, last time to beat up the youngsters, here we go. <laughs> but no, Ishii was also in on it. And Tanahashi was in on it. There was yeah. one moment where Fujita cleared the entire ring, all three of the dream team. Yeah. And like you said, uh, Shane Hayes, Mikey Nichols, just letting Fujita wrestle most of the match. Yeah. And lead the team. Yeah. Which is a big spot for two veterans like that to do. And he hit Sana with his own move and Okada yeah. with his own move. <laughs> Yeah. It's like there are so many pointers that say that New Japan wants him to do well. Mm. Yeah. And it, it makes me feel so much better about the future. Yeah. Because it's not just Okada on his way out giving the, the guy a rub, you know? No. It's all three of them. I mean, and also a... TMDK. Yeah, I, I mean, there was a comment that oh, dro not dropping the titles is a waste. And it's like, no, actually, it doesn't. I do want to talk you... about that, but yeah, I, I, I have two questions for you after we're okay. done. Yeah. Um, and then Zach being the best supporter out there. Yeah. It's, it's so good for, for Fujita in real life, but also for the character. Because every time Fujita makes a mistake, you can have Zach be like, no, 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 this is how you do it. Yeah. And then the next match, you can have him have growth because he learned something. Yeah, which is which he has done with every member of TDMTK he tags with. In this match, he's been a heavy hitter because Mad Mikey and Shane are heavy hitters. In other matches, he's a technical, he goes all technical because he's tagging with ZSJ. He flies a lot more when he's tagging with Robbie Eagles. This was the first one where he kind of mixed things up because he had that top rope. He had that um, slingshot, uh, slingshot drop kick off the top rope, which is a very Robbie Eagles thing to do. He did an awful lot of chopping, which is a very Shane Hayes thing to do. And he got a lot of mat work, which he picked up from, you know, uh, ZSJ and doing stuff that he does as well. You know, he's he's becoming a bit of a renaissance wrestler, isn't he? Yeah, and that, that shows that he's becoming his own person and a complete mm. wrestler. Yeah, like as if you're only doing the moves your track partner is doing, it shows that you're able to to do that and to, to evolve. But if you're combining all that and adding new stuff, then you're a complete wrestler. You're yeah. you're done. You're done cooking. Yeah, and they went 22 minutes and 15 seconds. That's that's cooking. That's really going some for a, for yeah a guy that's out of the dojo six months. Yeah, and there wasn't one moment where I'm like, Fujita is lost. No. Like sometimes there's young lions or, or guys that are new and I can see on their face that they're like, oh, wait, what am I supposed to do next? Yeah. Or something happens or something goes wrong and they're completely lost because that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, and there's, there's bits in the story like of, of this match was that bits where he dropped down because he ran out of gas and Okada sees it and grins and it's like, nah, I got it. And those are little bits that a lot of young guys wouldn't do because they just wouldn't figure out how to tell that story. And Fujita's got it. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. Like, th there is few wrestlers of his age that have the poise to even spend five minutes in a ring with a guy like Okada because he could just bury you. <laughs> he could yeah. just so easily bury you. If he took a disliking to you, you were gone. 
like everything you've worked for is gone and those guys like him very very much and they did a wonderful favor for him because they you know and you look back to three weeks ago when uh Fujita was wrestling Okada and Okada wasn't selling those chops at all and he winced every time and there was a massive welt on his chest when he finished with this match as well there was blood there was actual blood Bust blood vessels, massive lumps coming out on his chest from the way Fujita yeah. was in it. Because I'm guessing Fujita's adrenaline must have been pumping through him like steroids. <laughs> yeah, his chops seem like they hurt. They do. He's been. Have you have you seen the way like Noah used to? Well, um, um, her, uh, Orange Crush. No, not Misawa. Ken Kabashi used to practice his chops. I haven't. I no. can imagine, though. So in the Noah Dojo, right, there's some boards set up, and they're set in concrete. And when they built the dojo, they set boards in concrete with a little leather pad on it, and it don't move. <laughs> there's a little <laughs> bit of flex on it, and Kabashi used to lay in chops on that board, thump, 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 all day long. And that's how they train to do shops. <laughs> and break your hand. I yeah. Guess. Yeah, well, just basically build up calluses, toughen up the muscle, build up calluses, toughen up the muscle, so you can lay in chops that sound like that. Mm. This chop sounds great. They sound great, though. Yeah, they do. You make cave your chest in, but they do sound yeah. great. Go on, then, what are your I, two questions? I, I have one more comment, and then I'll get to the questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought the most Okada thing ever was to say at the end, I don't want to cry. I've cried enough. <laughs> and then, and then immediately bursting into tears. <laughs> That's so Okada, bless him. Yeah. He's, he's so cool, but such a dork underneath. <laughs> That's like, uh, he's like, I have this cool thing to say, guys, I'm not going to cry. And then his real personality came in and whoom, off he went crying, <laughs> crying his eyes out. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. And that's the moment I almost cried, but I kept it together because mm-hmm. I'm better than Okada. No, that's, <laughs> that's a lie. Okay, and um, my two questions. The yes. one you already kind of hinted at, thoughts on not having TMDK win? Um, I don't mind. I don't... This isn't the Okada fan in me speaking, but in the sense of if Fujita wins... That's an awful lot of pressure to put on a guy you are building up to be like the next big thing. And one of the reasons he isn't Okada, very few people are Okada. There is maybe two or three wrestlers in the world who are as good as Okada is or have the presence Okada does or can do the things that Okada can do. And Fiji is not that guy yet. He could be. We'll just discuss that. So you can't have him just pin Okada just because it's the end of the run. It's not the way things New Japan do. It's it's okay. Some people commented that the match with Danielson was a waste because, you know, that's somebody... He could have put somebody over at Wrestle Kingdom, say like Shota or Narita or Umura or Suji, which is fair enough, and I will take that comment on board. But I also point out they had to fill out 65,000 seats. <laughs> And as much as I love those new guys, they don't sell as many tickets as Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada does. And as much as 
we love the stories, they've also got to run a business. So I think yeah, that's fair did enough. They also, did they already know he was leaving by then? Yeah, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have possibly not known. They were on the linkling that they may have saved things by making Tano a president, but yeah. they wouldn't have necessarily known. And if, if they did know, I still say it's the right call because you still got to make money. It, as much as we love stories and we love wrestling matches, it's still, they've got to make a living. I don't like to let that fall into our conversation too much but you know tickets to sell t-shirts to shift mm-hmm. mouths to feed oh, etc so i can understand that so and but it is like if you can just job him out all the way you can't job him out all the way because you might want him back <laughs> yeah this is the other thing is it's like pardon me it's like when aj styles left impact and he literally just did his finisher on everybody in the entire locker room at the end of his final match and that all the sorry everyone did their finishes on him and he kicked out of all of them and it's like so you're telling me he's better than the entire roster and you can't re-sign him mm-hmm. <laughs> what's wrong with you people that was the dumbest piece of booking i ever saw so it would have looked forced if they'd done it it wouldn't have done a, it wouldn't have done fujita as many favors as this match will do and i think it's fine i don't th- i don't see it as a problem because it's like if he signs with AEW and you get him back in six months' time for a, ma- a super dream match with whomever, then you want him to be fairly strong, don't you? You know, mm-hmm. if he goes to WWE, fine. He's never going to wrestle for New Japan again at that particular rate, so it's okay. It doesn't really matter, and he protects his legend. So it doesn't really bother me as much as it's bothered other people. Okay, we're, we're very similar in mm-hmm. this one. Um. My point is that one Okada doesn't deserve it to lose to a young lion on his way out, and Fujita is basically still a young lion, mm. and he's a junior young yeah. lion. But also, are you going to put a young lion over your dream team? Yeah. Like, forget Okada for a second. Ishi and Tana would be losing to a, basically a young lion who's a junior. Mm. I, I and and TMDK. It, it's a really good team, but the team wasn't built up at all. It was basically thrown together. Not the, the Ch- Shane Hayes and Micah Nichols, obviously. I, but they, they and Fujita had no lengthy build-up to this. No. I mean, well, they have been tagging together for quite some time, though. Yeah, but not in a let's fight Okada, Tanahashi and Ishii for the belts kind of way. That was, no. oh, Okada's leaving, we have to have a three-way but I, I even though yeah, but I was like arguing at the final battle that one of the reasons why it feels like they protect they were protected that they lost at final battle to the Ring of Honor six man tag team champions was because Badu Tito was there and not Mikey Nichols. Hmm. And I was like, I'm not no knock on Big Teats, he's lovely. However, the hot team was Fujita, Haste, and Nichols. Yeah. So why didn't you send them? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there was a strategic but, error on your part there, but yeah. And I also feel like if you do do this, one, you put a lot of pressure on Fujita, like you said, mm. but also you ruin their reign because it's always going to be about Okada. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they're the ones who were given the belt because Okada was leaving. Exactly. And you now have another three-week story of a tournament for those belts that you can run at some point in the future. Which tells you another story that TMDK and Fujita can win it on their own terms and beat a load of other people in the process. 
thus yeah. making him even more. So yeah. So I think I think that I don't think it's as big a disaster as people said it is. And also it doesn't follow booking patterns of Japanese wrestlings. Yeah, if it was Ring of Honor, yeah, fair enough. If it was Impact or TNA wrestling, yeah, fair enough. But it's not, and there's very strict booking rules that have stood the company well as yeah. much as we may grind against them. It's it's kind of traditional and that's the way it works. And sometimes you kind of like, well, you know, if it works, then it works. And that's that. Yeah, and and also just the thing that Okada wants to say goodbye. Like if you make him lose all the matches that he's going to go out on, then he doesn't get the teary eyed moment in the ring at the end. Yeah, that's it. And is I mean also there is also the there is also the, this isn't Brian Danielson, he's not retiring, you know. Mm. You know, it's like people acting like he's dying. No, he's just leaving for the company. Yeah, and he <laughs> said he'd be back. He literally yeah. said in the backstage, of, well, in, not the backstage, but it was translated in the backstage comments. Yeah, he will in be the back ring, one day. I'll be back, and I hope to see you here then too. Yeah, he's going for a change. He isn't going for a, a change is as good as a rest, essentially. Mm. Okay, just... and then question number two. All oh, right, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, did you want to say? <laughs> no, no, no. I thought we'd finish. I thought you'd. I thought you'd make. But you were giving your answer on number one, so that was all right. Carry on. Number yeah. Two. Sorry, it's it's going to be a very long podcast again. It's okay. Go on. Uh, thoughts on putting Ren and Shota last? Is it fair to them to put them after the Okada match? <sighs> it, well, in one sense, yeah. Well, it's for six, one and a half a dozen, the other. If you want to be big boys, then you've got to kind of go and stand up to it and get the job done. If you want to be the main event, here's your opportunity. Go. On the other hand, yes, it. Did, but I don't felt. I don't feel like it overshadowed things. Like I don't think the match before overshadowed this match. <sighs> Though I could see why emotionally you would tune out after this match. They perhaps went harder than they needed to if it had gone the other way around. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think this match was too long. And it needed only to be 20 minutes because it is like most of the death matches you see are only 15 minutes because there's just too much going on in them to make them like work, if that makes sense. Like, there's an mm-hmm. awful lot of emotional stuff goes into a death match. This wasn't a death match, it was, well, it was a no DQ match, wasn't it? Therefore, yeah, you had all that emotion. So, I don't think you needed to go for half an hour with it. It was awfully long. Um, and I think that was a bigger issue with this match for me. I don't. I think it need it did what it needed to do for both of them, but it just it just you could have done it in twenty three minutes, and it would have been it would have felt more snappy. And it does call back, and there's an awful lot of callbacks to other things in this match because it's Kurakan Hall. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, when it was it was it Shota or Ren who took them to the east sign at Kurakan Hall. And uh, it was Shota, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Ren. Ren the, la- the, last, the last person to do that of any note was Chelsea Green. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and all I'm thinking is, wow, Chelsea, you probably should have like, you know, patented that at some point, but someone's stealing your bit. You should be you should be angry about this. I'm sure she's I'm sure she's quite happy where she is. Um but yeah, it's it, I don't think, to answer your question, part of me says no because they have to do these things if they want to be the main event guys. And part of me says yes because it could have been emotionally overturning for them because, you know, 
that was a big match to finish on. And part of me says title matches should go on last. So I'm not I'm, I'm of mixed emotions on it, but I don't think it did it any particular harm. What about you? Uh, I I agree with you, but I mm. think they should have put this match on another day. Have yes. it be the main event on another day. Yeah. That would have been reasonable. But maybe they are sending a message that you guys are the future we want to talk. That's also one of my points that maybe mm. it was a test. Yeah. Is it, can you overcome the fact that people are still going to be thinking about Okada and are going to have put all their emotions and energy into the last match? Mm -hmm. uh, can you overcome a match with Tanahashi, Ishii, and Okada in it where they're building a new young star? which you are supposed to also be, can you overcome that when you're on your own? Um, but I do think it didn't help because I feel like the main event was slow to start and quiet to start. Mm. I think the crowd got into it about halfway. Yeah. And I, I think, I think that might have been different if they hadn't just been tired from the entire <laughs> yeah. Okada stuff. Yeah, and they probably had to turn up the violence to get them to go that way. If they yeah. weren't, if it wasn't cooking, then you got to change it up. And in a situation like that, you the only option you've got is to hit each other really hard with some horrible things. Because yeah. you've already you've already reached that point. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've already reached the point of like no return. You're in the devil's yeah, playground I, now. I think it's a very new Japan approach. Also, like there's two schools of thought for this like either they make it and they overcome the problem and they they ace the test mm. or they fail and you've just ruined mm -hmm. two of your hopefuls yeah i mean i don't think i don't think it was i don't think that was the situation and looking by from the like the cage match guys give this 7.98 which is yeah I, I think they did, did great but imagine yeah. if they'd crashed Yes, but here's the it's, thing. The never open weight six man championship match got eight point seven nine. Yeah. But you know it it's just I imagine if they'd crashed uh, take for example, they have a horrible match, a stinker. Yeah. It's even worse because it's after an amazing match. Yeah. So I just I, I'm a I'm a person who plays it safe. I would have just put it on a different night. I would also, just I mean, to also be sure. It also say it was a very different non-New Japan style match to have, mm. which was an advantage in that sense, but it was a disadvantage in the sense then, all right, then, but now you've got to turn the violence up to get noticed because it's the same thing we were talking about with United Empire and, and Bullet Club just shouting at one another. This is shouting one another at wrestling format. You've just had this... Mm -hmm pure gift of a technical wrestling match that had everyone on the edge of the seats for 20 minutes for 20 minutes and now these two are going to come out and hit each other really hard <laughs> it's like there's an advantage to that but there's a disadvantage to that as well so yeah just to finish off on the never open six man tag match though it was nice to see a tmdk shake hands with okada and and yeah. okada give yeah. fujita his respect with a tap on the chest like, you did all right <laughs> your man Fujita was like unconscious on the ground. Okada's like, hey. you didn't die. Good job. Well done. Thanks for coming. Bye bye. I'll see you in five years, ten years, maybe. When I come back and you can kick my ass as an old man. Yeah. Uh, right then. 
main event time, Shota Umino defeats Ren Narita in 33 minutes and 45 seconds in the match that went on for a very long period of time. I thought it was never going to end, to be honest with you, one point. It was like, and it was like, I, when the inevitable House of Torture interference did come, I was like, well, why didn't you just start like that? <laughs> why have you waited so, for so long for this to happen? Why did you let your guy get beat up for like half an hour? Couldn't you have done this 10 minutes in and like solved the problem if you're going to do this anyway? So it was like, it lacked logic for me, but it was nice to get the um, go home from Tama and from Desperado to set up Rumino as your number one babyface in the company, kind of. Um, but yeah, it was just like, there was a lack of logic to this in one sense, in the sense of they, if they're really hammering into each other, this shouldn't go that long. And the second part of it was like, if you're going to interfere, then why not interfere before your man gets hurt? Seriously. But there you go. Other than that, I did think it was good, but I had to like unplug brain to make this work, and I'm never a big fan of that. What's your thoughts on this? Um, I agree on the house of torture bit. I was like, you didn't come out when Shota put your guy on a table above a staircase. Mm. You're <laughs> like, no, he'll be fine. He might break <laughs> his neck, but he'll be fine. Yes, let's power bomb this man through concrete on some steps. <laughs> <laughs> and how the torture was like happens all the time. This is fine. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. I, I, Shota thought like I, I've seen all the comments about not being badass enough. I'm going to throw a guy through a table down the staircase. It, like if you, I'll show you badass. Well, I mean, the trouble is you're playing with fire when you start doing things like that off that balcony at Kurokun because like. Uh, Io Shirai and Mako Satamura. Io Shirai's moonsaulted off that balcony onto a, a Mako Satamura. Mako Satamura kicked Io Shirai through that door. Someone got hung off the balcony one night and it was in one of the women's matches. You were playing with some legends when you start playing with that particular entrance to the hallway. And I'm like, lads, you're not going to keep up with them. <laughs> Best will in the world. It's not happening. So. I, I would calm things down a little bit. And I was like, so when you're getting the table out to go across there, I'm like, what the hell is this Herbert doing now? But yes. Well, so well, Maybe the, the story is that Shota is only this way with Ren. I hope so. <laughs> Though I do like really angry Shota. Mm. I think that's a good look on him. Yeah. It's kind of reminiscent of Okada, who's when he gets really angry, he looks scary. It does, and there was a lot more Moxley in him. Yeah. Than than yeah. the, there's a lot more. You know, this is this is the match that Moxley would have. This is the match Brian Danielson would have. It isn't the match that Claudio would have. Claudio would have got it done in the ring, but Claudio would have stood by and understood and held the ladder still for him. <laughs> yeah, for example, that moment where he's just standing there looking yeah. away from Ren when Ren is hitting him. Yeah. That's a powerful mm. image. Yeah. I think that that's really smart. That kind of baby face that gets pushed too far mm. and strays into dangerous territory. I like yeah. that. Also like that Red Shoes is the one calling this because <laughs> at one point he's like, Narita, please stop choking my son. I'd, I'd like him <laughs> to be around for a bit longer, thanks. And Naruto, I Again, I wish I spoke Japanese, but he said something to Red Shoes, and Red Shoes, the look on his face was epic, really funny. <laughs> um, and I thought 
actually House of Torture added a lot to the match because the crowd mm. got so much more into it when they showed up. And yeah. Because because it's unfair. Because you're like, well, Shota and Ren were having a, a a really violent match, and then you show up and you make it unfair. Mm. So they really got into it, and that that makes a, a match for me when the crowds are invested and I get invested. Mm. Because as much as I understand House of Torture and I can actually enjoy them sometimes. Yeah, they are annoying, and I was like, "This was going so well. This was a fun match." <laughs> and then you show up, so they did their job really well. And at the end, I got a nice bonus, a gift, Desperado. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Desperado, Tama Tonga, yeah. Sorry, Tama. <laughs> <laughs> Once Desperado shows up, that's that's all it for me. Um, Aww. Yeah, it's cute, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Despi did eye Narita still, though. Did you notice that camera shot? Mm, yeah, yeah. It was an did. amazing camera shot of mm. Desperado still looking at Narita. And I'm like, is this just a storyteller and Despi doing this? It is or, a little bit. I'm not angry. Is, I'm just is disappointed. Is this going to go anywhere? No, I think, it, I think it's just I'm not angry. I'm disappointed kind of deal with him. I, think at the I, I do think Despi is the kind of guy who's like, I'm going to do this just in case it leads somewhere in the future. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm. Like, my, my character would do this, but it's also convenient because it could set up something if we Lay, wanted to. Laying seeds. Yeah. Laying seeds, true. Wow. We've got an awful lot covered in today's show. Um, we only <laughs> How did two long shows. Is this? Where are we? Two hours and 21 minutes. Oh, that's now. not too bad. Not too For bad. Us. I have got something to read to you, though, just to see, just to have a non British take on something, which has nothing to do with wrestling, but <laughs> okay. it's come up on my Twitter feed as we've been talking, and I just, I have to share this, and I'll share yes, it in a minute. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Shall we do it? We'll do it as a post show, but post show okay. bonus once we've done our um, plugs for social media. Where can we find you on the internet, Christy? You can find me at Smark Infested on Twitter. Okay, you can find me at Sheriff Lonestar on Twitter. You can find the show Troopany Show on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram, SheriffLonestarTX, and the Troopany Show on Instagram as well. We're also on Discord, Troopany Show Podcast. We're also on, um, where else are we? Uh, Facebook and Patreon. It's called The Troopany Show. You can get it free forever for everyone. And also, I'm on Mastodon as well as Sheriff Lonestar. So, um, we've had a COVID inquiry today, and... Um, some things have come out, one of which is the nicknames Nicola Sturgeon had for various British Conservative politicians. And I'd like, as a non-British person, to see what your reaction is to them. Okay. okay. Well, so, I know what they even mean, or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. She described Matt Hancock as weaker than nuns piss. Okay, that's creative. <laughs> what? what Okay, can you explain <laughs> that to me, or? No, well, I mean, I, I am assuming. Why, because... why are nuns? Why is the... well, well, nuns don't drink, do they? Okay. So yes, that's the reason why. Well, neither would guys. No, never mind. Okay, <laughs> Liz Truss, about as much use as a marzipan dildo. Oh, marzipan! I was like mouse. No, marzipan. Okay. Marzipan—the coating you put under icing on a cake. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know what what it is. All right, okay. Because for for Dutch people, it's not just that; it's also candy. Because ah. during during Santa Claus, you can ah. have lots of marzipan treats. What are you going to Broadening horizons and culture and language use on this show. Yeah. No, no dildos though. No dildos though. No, no. No, no. Well, I say that now. I'm sure someone has done it. This, this is my favorite, possibly. She describes Suella Braverman as Shitler. Oh God. <laughs> that's, oh, um, I don't know this person she's describing, but that's a hell of a an um, accusation. Suella Braverman, who was, who was a former Home Secretary of the United Kingdom who got fired for um, sending emails via a non-secure messaging service and then got her job back six days later when um, the next prime minister we got was desperate um, and needed right-wing support. So Ella Braverman, uh, classily, um, who is, if I'm, I'm going, I don't, I want to get this right, but I'm pretty sure she's a Hindu who's married to, she's an Indian Hindu who is the son of a Jew and a Christian who's married to a Muslim. Who, whose main line while she was Home Secretary is, multiculturalism is ruining the United Kingdom. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure that's the reason why you say <laughs> shit. Um, it's probably I'm, also the reason why the Netherlands is shit, multiculturalism. <laughs> True, yeah. And my favourite, uh, uh, Nicola Sturgeon, former First Minister of Scotland, described Boris Johnson, then Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, as a fucking clown. Well, that is true. There you go. Like, Boris Johnson is the only guy I actively know, and that is a very apt description. I think so as well. And on that happy, happy note, we will say goodbye for this week's Troopany Show. Take care, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for that. <laughs>